When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Starting record. Okay, cool. Recording is going now, Recording so I don't forget. Get busy in on this headset. <sighs> Did you guys know? Oh, hi, Izzy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. Oh, oh thank you for joining us in the middle of the night. Right? It's already Friday where you're at. I know. Well, thank, thank you guys for uh, accommodating my weird schedule. Oh, of course. Of course. By the way, uh, I love that your profile picture is a sweet X-Wing. <laughs> I'm going to come to Utah and I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> you so bitch. Steve, obviously that's a TIE fighter. Yeah. Well, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know all that star galactica Look. stuff so yeah yeah no no you do, do you remember when the tie fighters were fighting the tardises <laughs> uh I'll, i will have you know that is actually a dreadnought a a constitution style dreadnought heavy cruiser from the uh fasa star trek game from back in the day the starfleet battles oh. that, that's what they're using our student loan money for it's a fasa game absolutely <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs>
is not happy. King Kong lives. Yeah! yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing April. Yeah. The greatest month ever. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With 1986's King Kong Lives. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know this one, right? It's, yeah. I say it's 20th Century Fox. I think it's streaming on Hulu. Wait a minute. <laughs> Getting a very wait, important wait. update. I, um, I think this is in the same bin with uh, the devil and Max Devlin. <laughs> Things we're trying to forget. Uh, but babe. Steve. We're not alone for this masterpiece. What? Oh, yeah. With us, we have Jason from the Full Screen and Country Podcast. Welcome, Jason. <gasps> Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here to talk about this masterpiece of a film. Uh, I'm glad you invited me. My experience watching all these wonderful British movies will come in handy tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, wait, did you guys already mention this on that podcast? Uh, I don't know if we have yet, but we will. This is for April, correct? Yes, yes. All right, well, we April. will definitely plug this. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Jason, was this your first time watching King Kong Lives? Well, absolutely. I didn't even know this movie existed. I Actually, I had messaged you at one point to be like, we're doing Kong 76, right? And you're like, nope, no, King no, Kong no, Lives. Even better. <laughs> so, I, like I say, I didn't even know this thing existed, so I was I was happy to, to check it out and see what, uh, what we came up with. And I got questions, Steve. I got me Excellent. some questions. Excellent. Well, I've got answers. Uh, but first, babe, was this your first time watching it? Uh, no, I watched this a little while ago with my lovely husband. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, your lovely husband, um, like watching this, I was like, oh, do you have something to say, Kat? <laughs> Not, Not a goddamn thing. All right, thank you. <laughs> she, oh, there she goes. Staring into an empty room, just screaming, and then turning back and looking at us like, do you hear that? <laughs> voice it sounds like me only dumber oh poor brendan would have a stroke if his cats were doing that <laughs> look poe is like the third uh the, the third character on our I podcast understand. i understand oh but uh i used to watch this on tv all the time like <laughs> i think i actually did too and i just like did not know what i was watching yeah it's like one of them like saturday yeah Matt or whatever. You remember that TV movie ad. where the mom of the Terminator like yeah. is wrestling a monkey or something? I don't know. <laughs> this is definitely a film that was probably cheap enough to fill two hours on a Saturday for a local channel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, babe, I don't know. Before we get into this though, I'm I'm a little thirsty. You got something over there? Oh, that's weird because I'm a little sober. <laughs> oh, oh, we have from Grand Teton Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> that's French for big titties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First mug mocha porter. Ooh, you got Ooh. us coffee for this one, huh, babe? Yeah. Five <laughs> percent alcohol by volume. Ale brewed with coffee. Oops. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Pop my top. Pop my grand tetons. <laughs> Grand Tetons. Sacre bleu. <laughs> and the pour. Yeah, beautiful brown beer with a dark cream colored foamy head. Ooh. Lots of medium sized bubbles. Medium sized bubbles make me happy. <laughs> oh, I can almost taste like, it. 
Smells like Ooh. coffee and dark chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely very roasty up front on the aroma. Steve's gone in for the sip. Oh, yeah. Definitely got that coffee roast to it. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, tastes like coffee with a little, little sweetener or something in it, but mm-hmm. it got that nice little chocolatey bitterness. Yeah. This is delightful. If you are a coffee drinker, this is a delightful beer. You get just like a little bit of the like dark chocolate notes. It's like a dark chocolate mocha. Mm, very nice. Uh, Jason, are you drinking anything on your end? I am. And if you'll remember the last time I was here, I was drinking uh, the beer of my home province, uh, Alexander Keith's, a working man's beer. But tonight I am also drinking another working man's beer, but it's the, the beer of the province I'm currently in. It is Alpine. This is what the old guys drink at the bar. It is uh, it is union made in St. John, New Brunswick, and it tastes like every other fucking beer you'll drink, uh, Coors or a Bud <laughs> or whatever, but it is it is ours. And so I am enjoying that. And it's, mm, it's very refreshing. I will say. Ooh, nice, so, uh, nice Canadian lager. Uh, a oh, nice, absolutely. proper, local, international lager. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. Made by a massive multinational corporation. Nice. And I'm sorry, what was that brewery again? Uh, it was Moosehead Brewery, but I'm sure they're owned by InBev or somebody like that. Oh, Moosehead, Moosehead. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I missed that at first and thought it was like Misters or something. Uh, when I was a kid, well, he probably still has them. My dad had some wooden moose head crates we kept our betamaxes in nice nice did he steal them from canada did he come up to see us and just take our boxes oh almost guaranteed <laughs> well, yeah, my, my right. dad uh was a roadie for a for a band and toured all over and stole all kinds of things you definitely stole some crates good man love it oh yeah oh he, <laughs> he he still has a collection of like 1960s hotel bath towels from hotels that oh. do not exist and uh and bath mats that's awesome. There's got to be a website for that. There's got to be somebody out there that is listening right now that's like, I got to talk to Izzy. We got some shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was a motel in mm-hmm. Ken- Kenosha, uh, Kenosha. That's a place, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin, I think, right? Fuck I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so King Kong lives, everybody. Freaking news. Mm. Mm. From directors. Well, actually, yeah, two directors, apparently. Wow. But the first one, John Giramin. Was he Steve? Uh, well, he directed uh, Smart Alec, Miss Robin Hood, Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, oh, no. The Blue Max, El Condor, Skyjacked, and then movies you may have heard of like Shaft in Africa, <gasps> oh, The Towering wow. Inferno, uh-huh. King Kong 1976, uh-huh. Death on the Nile. Ooh. Oh, she, Sheena, and this. This is uh, basically the last one. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, we'll have in fun facts why this was his last one. Uh, but co-director Charles McCracken. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> right, good solid name. Uh, he only did this. And the only other thing on his IMDb page was he was a source in an episode of the Lost Tapes TV series episode Alien. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> so okay. that, that might be a hint. Oh, my God. But the writers of this movie. Okay, first one, Ronald Chassette. Who's he? Anybody know that one offhand? No, yeah. I don't recognize it. Well, he wrote Alien, oh, Aliens, wow. huh. this, and then Above the Law, Total Recall, Free Jack, and huh. uh, all the reboots and sequels of those franchises he gets credit <laughs> for. So, wow. yeah, big hitter. Uh, and Stephen Pressfield, who wrote this, Above the Law, Free Jack, 
Army of One, the incredible Dolph Lundgren 90s movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Separate Lives, starring Jim Belushi and Linda Hamilton. Oh, wow. And he, and he wrote the novel The Legend of Bagger Vance. Really? What? <laughs> wow. What a career. Yeah, damn, what range. <laughs> From a Steven Seagal movie to writing The Legend of Bagger Vance, yeah. Is, was he alive? Did they not reach out to him to write the Bagger Vance movie? Like, that seems crazy to me. I mean, he's like, oh, I got my money. <laughs> True. Then, then when you guys mess it up, I can just be like, well, buy my book. Buy <laughs> my book. Oh, but starring in this movie, <gasps> in the titular role of Kong, <laughs> Peter Elliott. Babe, does the name Peter Elliott sound familiar? Who's he, Steve? Well, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time, 1995's Congo, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the name of the doctor that's in charge of Amy? Oh! <gasps> It's Peter Elliott. What? Yes, the character is named after this man. Uh, Apparently he has a long career of basically starring as apes in movies because he was Silverbeard in Greystoke. (laughs) The story of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He was one of the wheelers in Return to Oz. This. uh, Gorillas in the Mist, Missing Link. He was the Silverback in Congo. Uh, Fierce Creatures, oh. 2006 is The Omen, and Jack the Giant Slayer. So there you go. So, so he didn't play Kong in the 76 Kong? Uh, no, apparently that was somebody else, yeah. Really? They got this guy, this is what he does, and they don't hire him? It's like not hiring Andy Circus to do your motion I, capture. I think he started in like the early 80s, so Kong oh. would have been a few years before he came around. Maybe yeah. that guy died. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. We can only hope. A- Andy Circus Sr.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the role of Lady Kong, <clears throat> George Antoni Yasomi nailed it. Uh, <laughs> he was also in Greystoke. <laughs> this, uh, he was a Parisian vampire in an interview with the vampire. Oh, fancy. Yeah, he was King Philip II of Spain in 1998's Elizabeth. Huh. And babe, he's been on this podcast before. What? Oh, wow. He was the chef in Swept Away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The ultimate Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, <laughs> I never saw that uh, movie. Just as a quick aside, was it really fastly edited, like 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 fucking like Snatch, but about a romance, or did he actually try something different? There there were definitely some parts that were very Snatch like. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the rest of the time he was uh, filming some Italian guy plowing his wife. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right. Much. It weirdly <laughs> does feel really. like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> But uh, but I will say the chef was uh, one of the best characters in that movie. He really was. Yeah, I was like, wait, you played the chef? Oh my god! That's the and he, and he plays oh Lady Kong in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very versatile actor. Yeah, <laughs> you can really feel the chemistry between him and Peter uh, on screen. Oh yeah, uh, the many the many hours working their craft together. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, also in this movie, we have Brian Kerwin as Hank Mitchell, but everybody calls him Mitch in this movie. Uh, do you guys have any fucking idea who this dude was? He's in like a major Hollywood movie and he's starring in it with Linda Hamilton of all people. Who is this fucking guy? I had to look it up and he was like, um, uh, it, he wasn't the dad in Home Alone, but it was like a role like that where it was like, mm. oh, okay, I can kind of see 10 years older. He's like, I don't know, Frankie Muniz's dad and something. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like huh. that. <laughs> uh, Linda Hamilton as Dr. Amy Franklin. Who's awesome. she, Steve? Uh, you, you know, John Connor's mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Terminator mom. Yeah. 
Former uh, former beau, of course, of James Cameron. That's right. Also true. Yes. Yeah. By the way, guys, I am 100% being sarcastic. We have her on our wall behind us in the Pondcard studio. That's, that's right. Yeah, she's <laughs> we, in the Dark Fate uh, poster <laughs> there. got a Dark Fate poster for nice. free and put it up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, movie's not good. The poster's awesome. <laughs> and she looks great with gray hair, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, she is aging gracefully. Wonderfully. Yeah. Silver Fox. Uh, John Ashton. <laughs> oh, yes. Go ahead. I was going to say, you, John Ashton. I Okay, just, just as a quick aside, I, when I saw the poster for this movie, I swear to God I read it as John Ashton. You know, the guy that played Gomez Adams in the Adams Family. So for 53 <laughs> minutes in this movie, I was sitting there going, where's John Ashton? This is the whole reason I'm excited to watch this movie, because John <laughs> Ashton is in it. And then I happened to glance at the IMDb and saw, oh no, John As- Ashton plays the colonel. And I was so disappointed. And that was uh, I, maybe I really the most like minimal. The idea of John Ashton being the colonel in this movie. Oh, like, would that be great? All right, guys, bring in the tanks. We're going to take care of it over here. And, uh... <laughs> Just smoking that cigar and kissing the arm of a subordinate. Oh, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, guys, special guest cameo from Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges because, yes. uh, yeah, we get the last minutes of the 76 movie. <laughs> I, I resolve. Of them. <laughs> I resolve that if I ever meet Jeff Bridges, I'm going to ask him, do you still get checks for King Kong Lives? Like, do you get a, do you still get a piece? <laughs> he gets like a 22 cent check every Absolutely. three months. Absolutely. <laughs> guys, I'm going to spoil one of my fun facts real quick. Uh, producer Peter Michael Goats. Uh, check for post-release royalties came to three cents. Nice. He has it stapled to the film's poster in his home and has never cashed it in. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <Why would you? laughs> That's awesome. Fun fact. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, I mean, we own this on DVD, Jason. How did you watch oh, this movie? Uh, well, uh, I had to uh, resort to some extreme methods. To find it because now Brendan and I like to use a site called JustWatch.com to find out if the um, if the uh, film is available on any of the streaming services, and uh, this movie didn't even show up. So. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one another one of my favorite movies of all time is The Big Hit, and the big oh. running gag in that Marky Mark movie is that he has a videotape of King Kong lives, that um, you know the the store keeps calling they're like hey you're getting late fees uh. oh my and i'm like oh my god i i, I remember that movie and, but i couldn't find it anywhere no this movie's been scrubbed <laughs> from the planet yeah. yeah but luckily uh i guess overseas there are people that uh doing the noble service of putting them on dvds for a nominal fee and uh yeah, so we got it <laughs> like, like a burn dvd or like like an official bootleg dvd like it, it's straight up got li- art, looks, label art and everything yeah, it looks official. Like, it's a very simple title menu, but, you know, it's got, like, the little sticker on top of the DVD okay. and everything, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's wonderful that you had to go to those lengths. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so we pop in that DVD, and then we start off with, previously, in 1976's King Kong. <laughs> when <laughs> we get the last couple minutes of, uh, you know, King Kong taking Jessica Lang out to the top of the Empire State Building, and then all the, I don't know, choppers and shit come in, go, 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 and squib, 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 squib. <laughs> yeah, they, they really Sonny Corleone him uh, with the miniguns on that helicopter. Like, they really yeah. riddle him with bullets. Yeah, I mean, not as much as they do in this movie, but yeah, they do a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. 
I'm glad that they had this recap because I forgot that this movie, rather than the Empire State Building, took place on the Twin Towers. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I remember the seventies. Yeah. They they just finished them, so they were ready to go for a King Kong movie. I bet you. I bet you that's what prompted that King Kong movie was. Well, we got some new towers. Of course, we got to make a King Kong movie. Yeah, we'll have the full moon come up, right? You're in the middle of them. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that why this movie's been scrubbed from the internet? Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. You, you can't just erase that. <laughs> you can find the 76 one, though, like oh, everywhere. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so he gets shot up. Ah, falls the, you know, 100 and whatever stories. Splat. It was Beauty that killed the beast. You know, yeah. really don't say that yeah. part, but, you know. Um, but we, we hear the heartbeat. Just slowing down. Cut to ten years later at the Atlanta Institute in Georgia. Oh, it's Georgia. Okay, I was I was I was confused as to which Confederate state it was because I was pretty sure it was. I thought it was Florida, but because of the alligators. But Georgia. Okay, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I assume it's on the like southern border there. With events and of course, later. first first question we have to ask: How the fuck did they haul Kong? All the way from New York to Georgia. It wasn't Tractor. easy. <laughs> they, they would have to put him on a barge or something. Like he's a he's a very big monkey. Ape. He's an ape. I'm sorry, ape. You're monkey correct. Monkey is I, disrespectful. Remember your planet of the apes. That's right. I I, I too am a Homo sapien. I should uh, I should and a primate. I should respect that. Well, as usual, when uh, they say it can't be done, you go, East Bam Down. Oh, there's a whole other movie where uh, Burt Reynolds and uh, Jerry Reed get this fucking ape to uh, Georgia. And don't forget the dog. There was Hot Pursuit. (laughs) Snowball had a dog? Snowball has a dog. Yeah, he's got the uh, the Bloodhound. No, not the Bloodhound. Uh, Oh, my God, the Basset Hound. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've watched Smokey and the Bandit. Brent and I actually on, on an episode of a recent <laughs> podcast were discussing, like, how does Smokey and the Bandit open? We didn't remember. So can you tell me, do you remember how Smokey and the Bandit opens? Uh, the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it I believe like, uh, a big Enos and little Enos are, like, at a party or something. And they're discussing how they need to, like, throw a party to, like, run for governor. And need oh, that's the, right. Okay, like, all right, cool. shipped to, from Texas or something. Yeah, all right. All right, I got you. Great. It's the whole thing, and that's where it starts. Okay, thank you so much for reminding me. I will tell Brendan, and he will be very happy. I mean, I, I could have just looked it up, but I wanted to wait to come here to confer with you guys. They don't call me Wikipedia Steve for nothing. All right. Anyway. Sorry, I just looked it up. That's right. Uh, the snowman has a basset hound named Fred. Ah, makes sense. So we're not going to need to make the T-shirt uh, that says "How to Smokey and the Bandit Start," which was our thought, but uh, now we don't need it because now we know. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a like a sobriety test in yeah. some states. <laughs> like, all right, you say you're good to drive. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask you real quick how to smoke in the Bandit Start. So you're gonna tell me right now if you want to get into this tonight, how to smoke in the Bandit Start. Are we talking the original or the CMT movies? <laughs> All right, you're good to go. Have a nice evening, sir. Oh, oh, oh well, thank you. Uh, have a great day. Uh, where are my keys at? <laughs> you ain't getting them back. You got to walk. <laughs> ah, some bitch. <laughs> Sorry, uh, King Kong lives. That's what we're talking about. Not oh, yeah, that's it. right. Shit. Um, so, yeah, so it's 10 years later. Um, and we still hear the really slow heartbeat. It's like, oh, okay. Apparently, they've been keeping them on life support for the last 10 years in this. Uh, this this giant lab. In, That's a uh, long in a, time. 
Yeah. And and that's a lab, guys. They would have had to build around him. Like, they didn't put him in that lab. They put him down on the ground somewhere in Georgia, and they built that warehouse around <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, there was no door big enough to just kind of slide him in there. You there know? were walkways across his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh, they're they're talking about like, oh, yeah, we've uh, spent seven million dollars on this facility and uh, we're going to give them this new artificial heart that Jesus Christ looks like it's the size of one of those little uh, personal submarines like in the abyss or <laughs> one of those underwater yeah. movies. Uh, I, I like but, that when they go to lower it in, it's it's reminiscent of as if you were putting an engine in a Camaro, <laughs> like the kind of chain setup. <laughs> yeah, make sure those fluids are ready. All right. Make the connections. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, Dr. Linda Hamilton, uh, what's her name? Do- Dr. Franklin. Uh, Dr. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, she's like, well, no, the, the heart is fine, but the, the blood is polluted. He needs a transfusion. And uh, of course, the, the money guy or whatever the operation is like, damn it. Well, is there anything that can save him? There's only one thing that can save him. A miracle. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> yeah. So then we... Uh, uh, then we cut to the jungle somewhere, and there's some guy dragging his ass through a river. Uh, <laughs> now, it's a donkey, of course. Come on. Ah, Steve, but, uh, you're the best. Right. <laughs> some asshole and his donkey for a river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some asshole is right. This guy's like classic 80s asshole guy. Right? Oh, oh yeah. I was he... like, oh, this is the beginning of uh, Romancing the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely, he's definitely, yeah, that, like, uh, yeah, Romancing the Stone, Indiana Jones kind of mm. set up or whatever, going through the jungle. He, uh, he would have been good, good asshole frat guy in a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got, definitely got the, the blonde quaff going. Mm. Oh, that hair, that hair, so, that's like Ric Flair level of blonde. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that haircut, that's like not quite a mullet, but let's face it, it's a mullet. Yeah. So, so <laughs> is he like, is he like a hunter or an ape poacher? Like, what's his, what's his title? Look, I wish I could answer that question for you. He's an importer exporter. Yeah, yeah. He's like Nick Cage in a Primal. He's a contractor oh, for Vandalay like Industries. Poster, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, he's had a long, hard day. You know, being in that sweltering jungle. So he decides to just randomly lay in some leaves, and uh, holy shit, it's the hand of a Kong that he sat in. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, I missed that 50-foot gorilla two feet away from me. <laughs> you think I'd smell it first, but... All right. Uh, so he goes, the you know, the usual 80s, oh, shit. Yeah. And then starts running. And so this, uh, this uh, we find out later it's Lady Kong chases after him. We know it's Lady Kong because she has slightly redder fur, right? But um, also... And she has a creepier face. Okay, uh, that's not what I was thinking about. She's got some uh, some floppy titties. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're a little floppier than. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just where my mind was at, but I just I looked at her chest and I'm like, "Yep, that's a lady." <laughs> She's a lady. <laughs> Everything I see reminds me of her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. She's chasing after the guy through the through the jungle, and then a uh, a bunch of natives show up with like blow darts and shit. Uh, I feel like did these guys just like get off on one of the Indiana Jones movies and be like, "Well, guys, we got another gig if you want to go make fifty bucks." We can go do this movie, too. <laughs> They're like, hell yeah, Dr. Jones. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually, yeah, they, they hit Lady Kong, and she just flops, flop, right on the ground. 
So then, uh, you know, the great white hunter or whatever uh, calls up the Atlanta Institute and is like, hey, so uh, I know you guys have this other giant gorilla and uh, I found another one. This one's a lady. And a damn good looking one, too. Yeah. And of course, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Franklin, she's like, what? No, you can't do that. It'll upset Kong. And he's, you know, we're about to do heart surgery on him. And uh, OK, so do they end up buying it? buying uh, lady kong for like ten thousand bucks i think that's what they come to agree yeah. okay because um, i heard ten, i thought i heard 10 grand i'm like that seems like a pretty good deal <laughs> it might even have been a down payment yeah uh yeah it just seems like i mean you know <laughs> you think if uh, you just bought ten thousand dollars for it and just the pounds of meat if you wanted to turn it into burgers or something it's not a bad also, deal <laughs> I, I have a question get a mad cow well yeah <laughs> I, I have a question, folks. Um, I don't know what, what you guys know about how radios work, but I noticed that he's in the jungle with a classic, like, military-style looking radio with a microphone and everything like that. Um, and he's talking to a guy on a phone. How do you how do you do that? Cause satellite it, it just, phone. It's a satellite phone. Is it a satellite phone? Operator? I mean, this is the 80s. Satellite yeah. phone. Wi-Fi. Okay. No, I <laughs> All right. I guess there were satellites back then. Yeah, you know, a ham radio to uh, a, a local radio shack who then transfers it through to the Atlanta okay. Institute. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I, I have a second point, um, which I need to address. Uh, uh, did you notice the moment when this movie almost ended, which was he was sitting there once he got the news that they were going to buy the ape. He like jumped up so happy and then he went to hug his barber and she was holding a razor and was yeah. close to just straight up stabbing him in the stomach as he like grabbed her. I'm like, you don't. You don't grab somebody with a razor, folks. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you pay very close attention to what they're saying and doing. <laughs> Absolutely, you keep an eye on them. Right, the shifty eyes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next scene we're uh, flying uh, flying Lady Kong in by a cargo plane, and I don't know. Everybody in the media is sitting there waiting. Uh, That's okay. What kind of bored nation was it in 1986 that that people were this fucking excited about a big monkey? Well, you remember what was happening in 1986, right? Well, I was three. Oh, so no? No, I was kidding. No, I, I don't have much. I, I remember. I, I No, I, I will say no. I, I remember a puzzle at my brother's second birthday party, but that's as early as I can go. Yeah, um, yeah I can't really tell you either. Uh, I think the Lakers were doing good. Um, uh, Reagan was president. Um, Reaganomics. You know, now I ask you, when he's walking down uh, the plane, what's the best thing he says when he, when he like, also the people are asking him questions? What's the funniest thing he says? Uh, uh, God, I can't remember any of them. He, yeah, he's the like the reporter uh, speaks up and says, are you going to breed her? And he says, you mean personally? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. This guy's charismatic for the 80s. Uh, just, I'm just going to dive in there and wiggle around and see what happens. Uh, what uh anyway so then uh he's introduced to uh dr franklin and they say oh hi hi oh yeah you're the lady from the oh, phone right oh, hi, Mark. yeah and then yeah yeah he says uh, like the reporters are like i don't know trying to get <laughs> tr trying to get shots of cog like they're getting up on the plane he's like whoa whoa back off everybody she's a lady hey <laughs> that's what we'll call her yeah yeah Kong. <laughs> Wifey Kong. <laughs> Did you notice? Um, so we had that. We have a shot where we see a like a local TV reporter like being like, "It's Kong fever," and then we pan over to uh, a large crowd of people that are 
way again way too excited for this prospect like this would be a big deal obviously but i don't know that it would be like we're all gonna go party but there's a big party going on and did you notice that there is a young african-american child waving a confederate battle flag in that yes uh, shot uh yes jason yes. we did notice this in fact okay. we we sent a thing to brandon like hey i just noticed this like oh yeah jason just told me about this. <laughs> i literally took a picture of my tv and sent it to him <laughs> And uh, a few seconds before that, yeah. uh, at the beginning of the parade, there are people inside a convertible car who are driving down the road, and one of them's holding up a sign that says, Cute, cud- uh, cute cuddly, kissable Kong, all starting with K. Oh, no. What? And then two seconds later, you see a young black child running around with a Confederate flag, mm. and I'm like, mm. Atlanta. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Was this was this intentional on the movie's part, or was this just a fact of the people that they were uh, filming? I don't know. I mean, both could be true. Both could yeah. be true. Yeah, but this, of course, them celebrating that uh, they get Lady Kong and they do the whole blood transfusion thing, so then they can do the surgery, and they have like yeah. a dozen doctors using these giant tools oh, and those were... hoses and stuff. To... <laughs> it's like cartoonish, cartoonish. It's like mice operating on a human. It's just this cartoonishly huge like thing to to split the guy's chest open so that they can get to the the heart with their engine uh, lower. The yeah. the quote unquote like scalpel in this looks <laughs> like. Uh, one of the the tree trimmers that hang off of a helicopter. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you see Sarah Connor like using it to like open up a chest cavity, and it's right? like, yeah. I, I respect though the earnestness with which they do it because this is such a. It, it was like any other movie, this would be a hilarious comedy scene, but nope, they just they go for it, and I gotta salute them on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's almost a little too intense for like because you're as like, guys, guys, we know. We know it's a fake gorilla. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah, uh, let's move this along. You know? <laughs> also, look at all those doctors wearing masks over their noses. Uh, yeah. Aren't you worried they're going to suffocate? Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. I, you I always also... say that because you've recently been to a hospital where uh, Dr. Dicknose will say, could, didn't know how to wear his fucking mask. You oh, mean no. the surgeon who operated on me? The man who oh, was no. inside my body while I was unconscious? That's the one. Who I think I might have called Dr. Dicknose when they were putting me under anesthesia. And I don't know if I just thought it or if I actually said it, <laughs> but that might be why I can't get a follow-up appointment. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. In, in the country that I'm in, Canada, we have socialized health care. So if I saw that, I'd be like, well, I guess that's what I paid for. But down there, you guys are paying for this shit. Like, you should, oh, I expect I expect like a level of business professionalism that uh, uh, the, the capitalist system would provide. I expect some service. I expect people to follow their, their fucking rules. Hey, Jason, you know the number one uh, lesson of capitalism when it comes to Medicare? Uh, it's awful. Where the fuck else are you going to go? I guess right? that's right. I mean, unless you want to like go to a different state, but that uh, they get to like... charge you for doctors who saw you while you were unconscious. You can't even say yes or no. I was going to say, and you, you have, if I don't know, do you guys have insurance? Oh yeah. yes. Okay, we actually so, have what's considered very good insurance. That's and We're still going to owe several thousand dollars yeah. on my emergency. Well, and, and, and that's fucked too. But uh, my question was, I guess, do you how much choice do you have then over who you actually get to go see, or does the insurance company say like, no, you go to our guy? There's networks, oh, but um, okay. Yeah, you you have. So what it is is you the the your insurance says these are the doctors we cover, and then you call all those doctors and see who can like who even has space to get wow. you in. Wow. Yeah. 
See, because here, here it basically works like this. I, I don't have a family doctor, so I apply to the government and I wait. Mm, someday I might get one. But until then, I can go to the hospital, I can go to a clinic, or I can uh, go online and talk to a guy on online for 50 bucks, which, to be fair, is pretty cheap. I don't have to wait at the hospital for 12 hours. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, now that we, we've hit our deductible or whatever, we have the free phone calls for doctors. Yeah, That's nice. That's nice. I got the guy who said I, I don't know, whatever. I had Mr. Panic Button for, mm-hmm. for my doctor. It's like, he's like, you need to go to emergency room right now and get checked. And it's like, mm, I think I might just have a UTI. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing that sucks is because it's going to, you know, it's going to cost you money because here it's like, if I want to do that, it's like, well, I may wait 12 hours at worst, but you know what? It's better to be in a hospital if I'm going to have a problem than if I'm elsewhere. Oh, I mean, I grew up without insurance, so here's the oh. here here's my favorite story that like it sounds much worse than it was. Uh, I fell off my bar- bike and hurt my arm. Oh no! And it acted like a sprain, like it sort of swelled yeah. up and then it went down. And then mm. like I do something and it sort of swell up and it go down. We didn't have any insurance, so it was like whatever, just like ru- you know, rub some dirt on it and walk it off. But this kept going on for like six weeks. So then my mom took me to the free clinic where we sat for 14 hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it turns out it was broken. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad and you it, went. That sucks. And it was mostly healed at that point because it had been six weeks. Oh. Um, but they decided they wouldn't put a cast on it anyway. And the free clinic put the cast on wrong. Oh, no. Uh, so, it, <laughs> like, they, they had just gotten the stuff that replaces the plaster that... They, they like wrap it around you and yeah. when it hits oxygen, it like heats up and okay. then like hardens. Uh, like they it, didn't okay. put anything between my skin and that. Oh no, oh no. Oh so no, when that's... we went to peel it off, they had to peel off part of my skin. Isn't, isn't so, that a lawsuit right there? Well, it's a free clinic. What are you going to do? Uh, I suppose. But like, I mean, you expect you your money back. Competent. But it's one of those things where it's like... Like, like I had called out or I, I missed PE too many times at my school. And so my school was like, you need an official doctor's note or you have to keep doing stuff. And I couldn't keep doing stuff because my arm really hurt. But it was almost like, well, I would have actually been just fine if I hadn't seen the doctor. Yeah. Because it was healing. It was healing just fine. Yeah. And then I ended up with a whole bunch of like wounds on my arm from them not you know, having having new technology at the time. Because I'm an old fart, mm-hmm. and uh, and not applying it correctly. God damn it, man! And awful. then I didn't see a doctor for like 15 years. Well, I mean, hey, I, I can't blame you in that situation. If that's the kind of competence you've got around you, like shit, like I, I've I've seen enough doctors in my lifetime, and they all seem to at least know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> they're pretty good at faking it. That's for sure. At least as far as I'm concerned, anyways. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, yeah sorry, movies. Line, we were talking about uh, movies. We're not here talking uh, about health. He had the best health care in America at the time, and uh, yep, or right. we were just paying for it. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they also turned this warehouse into a like a little habitat for Lady Kong, but it's really <laughs> like three palm trees and a bunch of fucking bulldozers yeah. to like yeah. keep her wrangled. I don't know. Of course, they get her chained up like like King Kong in the original, in the sense that she's like standing up and can't really do much. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, guys, let Lady Kong run around. Also, get her like I, a go get her a really big truck tire. Also, get her one of those qu- mining truck tires to play with. They 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 bring her like truckloads of of vegetables and fruit to eat, mostly bananas. Obviously, she's a monkey, but like in nature, is that what 
is that what she eats? Because you'd think like these big monkeys, like like a banana wouldn't make sense because you'd have to eat just like strip fucking trees of them. Like what is surely they must eat meat. And I think that's well, the scariest thing if Kong eats meat. Well, that's just it. Like it comes up later in the movie or the guy's yeah. like, oh, yeah, for it to survive, it'd have to eat a thousand pounds of protein or whatever a day. And where could it possibly do that? And we find out later. But uh, it's just fucking eating alligators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> heading out in the Everglades and uh, taking guess, care of all those and and pythons. And that's proof he does eat meat because he also eats some some people later on. But they deserve <gasps> it. So but we'll get there. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, but, I mean, apes in the wild are omnivores, and, like, yeah. wild chimps and stuff eat ants. I feel like these bananas are sort of like ants for Lady Kong. Okay. What I'm getting at is, what we've learned from this film, monkeys love tiny food. They do. Yeah. Ooh, bite-sized <laughs> monkeys. They're really into hors d'oeuvres. They re- they're really into, like, runts. <laughs> yeah. They like sit down. They like to walk around and just eat whatever, you know, off a plate. <laughs> yeah so god what happens uh yeah so yeah dr franklin she's uh hanging out with kong uh, basically she's sleeping like at the the lab or whatever uh but then kong wakes up because mm. he mm, he can smell lady kong yeah <sighs> they both are extremely horny yeah oh yeah she smells him too and there's like oh oh god oh, i'm gonna come and, but yeah you know chained down and or recovering from heart surgery hours so, earlier. Mm. You're not supposed to get an erection for at least 12 days, Kong! <laughs> yeah, right. I get an erection and I'm jumping for the roof. Hey! This is really what they should have done if you'd just gotten a boner and just had smashed one of those walkways. Just like, just... Because <laughs> I, I gotta say, the miniature work of this movie, I enjoy it very much. I thought the miniature, whoever did the miniatures did a good job, enjoyed it, and uh, I would like to have seen that, but that's just me. I prefer miniatures to bad CGI any day of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's something you can really appreciate, what, what would it do it? Like CG, <laughs> fuck those people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say CG or BGs? Uh, I said CG. Don't fuck the BGs. Those guys are great. I mean, most of them are dead, but it's there's still true. one guy. Goddamn, those get boys. They're all right. They, love, they just love to sing. Right? Really? <laughs> hey! And uh, so, yeah, they're all chained up. Uh, oh, yeah, eventually Kong gets tranked just so he mm-hmm. can, like, relax and, you know, recover from heart surgery. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Dr. Franklin, she drives to this fancy dinner party that uh, uh, Mitch or whatever is at, uh, as well as her bosses. And she's basically like, yeah, that female has to be moved away. He was smelling her and getting aroused and blood was rushing elsewhere. And, yeah, we have to, like, do it. When's the soonest we can get their permanent uh, habitat or whatever? Oh, it'd be, like, two days if we did it, you know, 24 hours a day. And I'm like, why weren't you guys doing this before? Why was it taking, like, years yeah. <laughs> at this point? We were only working out, like, 45 minutes every other weekend or something? Say, you had 10, 10 whole years. Is it that difficult? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, they're like, okay, cool. We got to move the female. So they try to, like, recuff Lady Kong. You know, now she's got a, a smell of Kong in her nostrils. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah... <laughs> Of course, like, like they're saying, they're like they said, they got the bulldozers there to kind of wrangle her, and they got like military trucks with like mm. Gatling guns on them, like just in case shit goes down. Meanwhile, at the lab with Kong, he wakes up, and there is one single solitary security guard, no other doctors, no other nothing. Yeah, 
Yeah. And why does, I mean, I, I can't imagine this guy gets more than like 15 bucks an hour, even in 1986, which would be a solid oh, pay, but it's like four bucks an hour back then. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting $4 an hour. He goes up to this thing and rather than, you know, running away, which I think it would be the reasonable thing to do at that point, he stands there and he's like, Oh, come on, big fella. Don't we, relax, big fella. And it's like, no, dude, dude, just leave. It's not, it's not worth <laughs> your life. It, it, fuck these people. They don't care about you. Just get out of there. Yeah, and, and he, like, calls, I, I don't know, the, the dean of the school or whatever at the fancy party. Like, he has yeah. his direct number and is like, oh, uh, yeah, Kong is up and, like, ready to kill something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, and meanwhile, uh, Lady Kong, uh, you know, she's not, like, passing out because they gave her a bunch of doped-up bananas. And uh, I guess she didn't eat them all. And no. so, like, it has zero effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. But, babe. What has the ultimate effect in every single movie? The ultimate weapon, you might say. <gasps> Is it a net? It's a net. Yes, ah! Of course. They throw a net on her and she's screaming. Aye! And I, King Kong is like, he's climbed up to like the roof of the, the lab or whatever. Mm. And they make it look like he can like see her all netted up and stuff. Even though she's in a warehouse a mile away inside the <laughs> building or something. Very like, good vision. Very good vision, Kong. <laughs> Very good x-ray vision. <laughs> why he's a threat. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, he runs over, you know, a mile away in like five seconds, but like bust through the wall like yeah. it's nothing. <sighs> and then they have like, <laughs> that have him like locking eyes and like oh. the music kind of swells. Oh, that music. Oh, I was like, really? Really, guys? That's what we're going to do romantic music as they lock eyes? It's amazing. Oh, fantastic. Um, did, yeah. did we, can I also bring attention to the line? So uh, when, when she's going nuts and then they know that Kong has broken out of everything, a guy runs up to the dude that's there and in the most earnest way possible is like, yeah, uh, we got word. Uh, the other monkey's uh, gone ape shit. <laughs> yeah. And he says it in such like a, a genuine, earnest way. It made me laugh so hard. It was so, it was, it wasn't, was because literally you expect that to turn to the camera and wink at you when he says it. But no, he's so genuine and earnest about it. I can't help but note it. He's delivering it like he's Charlton Heston. In a absolutely, absolutely. Like, he fucking, that, that guy can act. That guy likes to act and he fucking did it. The guy's gotten the ape shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh. Okay, so when Kong gets there, like, there's a bunch of cars just, like, driving and flipping off of shit. Like, mm. Right? And I'm like, well, he's not, like, kicking the cars or anything, right? Because you see the drivers in there, and they're just, like, I don't know, hitting, like, a mound of dirt and doing a sweet flip into a bulldozer and shit like mm. that. But it's like, oh. what, what's happening? <laughs> the stuntmen are getting paid by the stunts again. But then uh, Kong, uh, he eventually gets up to Lady Kong and, like, you know, uh, opens up the net and frees her. And then they have the loving glance yeah. again. Yeah. And See, then a bulldozer rams into his shin. Ah, oh, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing. And, and I, I think if this movie was more realistic, I think that what would happen is that he would see her, they would lock eyes, and then he would immediately try to fuck her. Because he's a monkey. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what, or an ape, rather. That's That's what they do. I mean, if I was him, that's what I would do. Because it's been a while. It's ten years. I've been in a coma for ten years. Do you have any idea how blue my balls are right now? Exactly. He's he's got some business to take care of. (laughs) I'm gonna sire me a son right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, something hit my shin. Fuck. And and that would make more sense. But again, let's continue. We'll get there. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, basically he picks up Lady Kong and starts carrying her out of there. And I'm like, again, you had heart surgery hours ago. Mm. Your chest is held together with like glue and maybe paracord or something. I, I, I don't <laughs> know what they would use for stitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that fucking uh, uh, bridge cable. <laughs> so, so, but then doesn't also Hank, uh, Mitch Mitchell show up. Also, also, why does he need two nicknames? Because Hank is short for Henry, so there's no way his name, given name, is Hank. So he's Hank Mitch Mitchell. But doesn't he show up and and he's there and then he like kicks a worker in the head like yeah, he, one of the guys in the bulldozers. He like comes up behind and like drop yeah. kicks him in the fucking head. He's not and even like, security. Uh, he's just a dude. guy that showed up for work that day and clocked in, and that's what he gets is fucking kicked in the head. You're, you're he's trying to keep about this. He's trying to keep a pair of gorillas from destroying, I don't know, the sixth largest yeah. city in America. He's just doing <laughs> his job, man, and you fucking kick him in the head, you asshole. Yeah, that was fucked oh, up. I hate this guy. <laughs> oh, oh god, and then he runs up to like the oh, I don't know, lead foreman or something, and lead foreman's like, "Oh man, we were trying to stop him. Stop him? You would have killed him." And I'm like, "Ooh, no other takes." You want to try that one again? Can I point out too, just just briefly, we're still in like the first like thirty minutes of this movie. Oh, I I, ch- I checked the time because I'm like, man, this movie's <laughs> flying by. And I'm like, oh shit, this is like the first act. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, military gets involved, and we hear on like the radio or something like, oh yeah, fifty square mile military lockdown. Please stay in your homes and blah blah blah. And uh, Mitch gets, like, damn near ran off the road by Dr. Franklin in her Toyota pickup. That, and, okay, guys, quick quick question. Isn't that Marty McFly's truck, but with a different paint job? Oh, okay. I, I had that same thought. Yeah, it was, okay. It was just, like, uh, a couple different, uh, I don't know, spoilers and additions or whatever on that one. But, yeah, you, uh, I, I think that's more the, um, you know, straight off the showroom floor as opposed yeah. to, like, a custom job. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but but it, it definitely I'm like no that Marty drove a truck like that. There's no question. That's a Toyota. That's a fucking that's a truck he wanted, and that that I guess time travel changed his life materially better. Yeah, let's talk about Back to the Future instead. Okay, so I mean we, we could. Off. That'd be great. <laughs> he blows himself into a wall with a speaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's tuning up his guitar. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys, I pulled a lot of up clocks. the Internet Movie Car Database. I'm looking up the the truck now. You okay? Uh, well, yeah, but anyway, she, like, uh, gets about the road and is like, hey, you know, the military's got this place locked down. We should just, you know, join forces and, you know, you're going to be driving the woods so you can't drive your jalopy there. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, and, and he doesn't even look. It's a Nissan. Oh, a Nissan? Oh, okay. Yeah, 1983 Nissan. Nice. It's a, a D21, commonly known as the hard body. Sweet. But also, did you notice too when when he he runs her or he he gets run off the road by her in the truck, right? And then he just gets in her truck and leaves. He just leaves his car like just so, like he didn't even park his car. Like you think he would move it off the road just so people wouldn't you know hit it or anything? But no, he just leaves it where it landed. <laughs> yeah, I think when they were uh, chasing Kong, he it gets ran over by one of the tanks or something. Yeah, probably it has to be. Yeah, <clears throat> nice car. Yeah, so then we're introduced to Colonel Nevitt, played by John Ashton. Unfortunately, yes. not John Aston. I know. And uh, one of the first things he says, I want everybody here to be wearing a mask because when we put that mm. gas down, yes. and I'm like, ugh, uh, far before his time. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then a bunch of the soldiers jumped up and said, but that violates my rights. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, that'll come up but, later. 
But did you did you certainly notice that they that they they wore the masks and because the helicopters were flying over them in addition and for some reason just dumping gas on the troops themselves like for no reason yeah. other than I I mean maybe it's a function of the whatever technology they were using to get that gas out maybe it had to already be going maybe they just started on the ground that I would understand but it just felt like why are you dumping gas on your own troops but then later they all removed their masks and yeah I'm pretty sure as, there's as, still as, gas in the air. You can barely see them through all the gas that's yeah. in the air. And they're like taking off their mask. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they're all going to pass out. Oh, nope. He's like barking out orders just fine. Okay, cool. It only affects monkeys. I know. I know. <sighs> yeah. What's uh, uh, this military? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, they, they, they find the monkeys eventually. Like, we get a nice little scene where they're like on the cliffside and uh, like Lady Kong like helps Kong with his hurt shin and throws some pond water on it. I'm like, well, that just made it worse. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now he's really going to die. Pond water from the middle of Atlanta. Right. And then uh, Mitch and the doctor, uh, the doctor has like some, I thought it was like a tracker for the, the, the artificial yes. heart. Yeah. But apparently, like a briefcase. Yeah. Apparently it's like a briefcase and she can like get readings and tune off it, but. It's not really a tracker, but I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, so really early Wi-Fi. It was very early Wi-Fi tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was on like a 300 <laughs> megahertz band. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. There's also the scene where they're crossing a, a kind of rickety bridge at a waterfall, and it cracks, and oh, they save uh, Doctor Franklin in the last minute and pull her up, and I'm like, well, okay, that was fun. Yeah, it was all cool. right. Oh, but I love how they like, uh, you know, then they hear like the chopper coming by, so they hide around behind a bush, and the chopper like flies off. And she's like, oh, man, I should change. And she just takes her shirt off, no bra. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. necessary. Yeah. What was interesting to me about that scene was, yeah, she's like, I got to change. And she just immediately takes her shirt off and starts changing. But the, the, the dude, like, he looks away and he's, like, looking at something else. But it's not it, – it, it doesn't feel like he, like, is looking away because it's the polite thing to do. It feels like he genuinely caught something in his vision yeah. and was looking and didn't even notice that she was taking her shirt off. Like, wait, is that a dude across the bridge? Nope. I'll, nope. Oh, 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 man, I missed the titties. I'm going to err on the side of the actor. I'm going to say, like, commend him for that choice because it, it shows that he's so interested in whatever's going on over there that the idea that there's a topless girl beside him doesn't really do anything for him because he's so focused on what's going on. So I'm going to choose to assume that that was a choice on his part and that he's actually a great actor. Well, and especially it's not just a naked woman. It's mm. a naked Linda Hamilton. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. In her fucking prime, baby. Oh. oh, yeah. I came across time for you, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I've seen that movie too many times. All right. Uh, so, yeah, but I guess from there we just cut tonight. And, uh, oh, that's right. They, they like, hear um, one of the Kongs, like, in the distance. And, like, it sounds like they're over there. And then we cut tonight. <laughs> we, like, see the Kongs. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, oh, okay. And then they like walk in this the scene or whatever. Like, oh, okay, we found them. Nice. It'll, the military didn't find them over that eight hours, but uh, these guys took that hike, I guess. I don't know. Mm. And then, yeah, she's like doing the readings of like the artificial heart. And, like, oh my gosh, all this exertion is actually making his heart stronger. Huh. That's weird. And then, uh, yeah, they start talking about like, oh yeah, but they should be in a reserve somewhere just to you know, grow and groom each other and have eight babies and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. And then, okay. <laughs> and like, okay, well let's set up camp for the night. And, uh, so they go 
like kind of clear out an area for a camp. And then I'm like realizing, like, wait, they have one sleeping bag? Who packed? (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, the the guy's like, oh, well, yeah, you you get the sleeping bag. I'll just be over here by the monitor in case it goes off or something. I don't know, whatever. Mm. And and they're just sitting there, like, kind of staring at each other, like, ten feet away. He takes his shoes off and sits and shivers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not a piece of shit. Put your boots back on. And, he, and he's got like a like a hand towel or something he's trying to use as a blanket, like a, just barely covering like his but shoulders. He, he's got his jacket like over his shoulders. Jacket, he's got the hand okay. towel on his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a right, makeshift right. hat. Yeah. But then uh, Linda Hamilton, she like unzips the sleeping bag and like holds it up like, come on in. And I'm like, uh, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and she and like, well. We're primates too, you know. Yeah. Oh my God, that line. That just, I was like, really. Oh. And and I felt like this was a very fast turnaround of this guy because she really seemed like she thought he was a dickhead. And then they get out in the woods and they see Kong with his lady and think, I guess that turns her on. And then it's like, well, you're here. <laughs> I was waiting for her to say, "Well, you and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals." <laughs> so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Yes, that's. How old are you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> old enough, my friend. That's right. Me enough. too. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, kiss, go in the bag, and then we fade to morning. Uh, what's his nuts? Mitch. He uh, goes to see how the, the Kongs are doing, and <gasps> Kong is gone. What? What do you mean? And then this is when the choppers come in and start gassing them, and I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. I guess they're gassing Lady Kong, though it looked like they totally saw Kong when they flew over him, but eh, whatever. Yeah, they somehow missed the slightly larger giant gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, so they're gassing everybody and driving into the gas and then taking their mask off. Yes. And they're like, well, then what the fuck is the point? Um, and then Kong shows up and he's like, hey, back off my woman, you know. Rah, rah, rah. Mm. And they start gassing him and then they start firing grenades and stuff at him to, like, keep him at bay so they can back up Lady <laughs> Kong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a storm starting. Like, like it's oh. like Jurassic Park. It's like the, the, we see the clouds, and then the, the the wind starts going. And I initially thought, oh, surely that's the helicopters, but no. That yeah, that's what I thought too. Storm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then it starts just dumping buckets. Like yeah. within three minutes, it, yeah, it, it's like like Nedry's about to be spat on by exactly. the Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think Steven Spielberg stole that from this movie. You hack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Lady Kong gets yeah taken off in the chopper, um, and yeah, yeah, they start pulling out like flamethrowers and shit as the storm starts. And uh, uh, yeah, Mitch and the Doctor they end up like still in a jeep, and then Kong like starts tossing rocks and like crushing other jeeps. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets awesome. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, Kong, he, he's, like, climbing up this cliff or whatever, and they're, like, chasing after him in, like, tanks and, yeah, jeeps and all, all-terrain vehicles and shit. And then he just jumps into the river, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, apes can't swim, right? Oh. Yeah, well, they mean, really... <laughs> well, they theoretically couldn't, they? I mean, they're, they're, they're primates. They've got the they got the function. They can swim like we do. Now, whether they know how to, I don't know. Oh, can they? Because I always heard like like they no, uh, they're, they're not chimps, buoyant. Chimps or can't swim. Oh, I'm not saying they can. I'm just saying they've got similar like motor functions to us, so we can figure out how to swim. So it's in my mind theoretically possible they could, but that doesn't mean uh, that they know no, how. No, actually, 
So, sorry to be this person, but actually, oh, uh, I chimpanzees, insist. gorillas, tortoises, hippos, and giraffes technically can't swim because of their structure. Wait, hippos can't? Hippos avoid going into deep water because otherwise they would drown. Okay, that's fair. They're, huh. they're very large. Yeah. That's yeah. some shit. Uh, but chimpanzees and gorillas specifically have a very low fat ratio, so they can't float. Okay. And because of the way they're designed, they can't really do kicks. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. All right, fatty humans. Woo! I learned yeah. something today. I'm glad I was here. It's the name of your podcast. That's right. Learn things every day. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so what happens here? Oh yeah, yeah. He jumps in the river and like you know starts just floating down like, and we see him like very slow mo, but like hit his head on a rock yeah. and then like gallons of blood oh, in the water. So much blood. So much fucking blood. It was, yeah. it was it was like there's no way this guy should be alive if he's dumping that. I know he's big, but he's dumping a lot of blood into the water and yeah, and like one of the military guys is even like. Oh man, even he couldn't take a hit like that or something like. Uh, I don't know. And I. I really, I'm, this is one of those moments where I point to the filmmakers and say, guys, come on, you should have put a scar on him or something. Like, you should have had, like, a big-ass fucking scar over his, head, oh. over his like, eye or something, just to indicate that that had happened. And that it's like, okay, all right, he, he yeah. hit his head, he bled a lot, but he's good because he's fucking Kong. Yeah, he looks like Koba or whatever. Yeah. Apes. Yeah, it'd be fucking Absolutely. awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the little heart tracker thing starts flatlining, and uh, it's like, oh, no, Kong. We then cut to a military base, and I was thinking it was, like, you know, the next day or something like that. Mm, no, no, mm. no. Uh, Lady Kong is in this, like, underground pen, like, five levels down. Um, and they fed her something. I couldn't even make out, like, what was in the back of the truck, like, whether yeah. it was potatoes or oranges or bananas or what. But Okay, just um, to interject for a moment. How long? How long was this? Because this is a problem with the movie I have is the sense of time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Dr. Franklin... Like, they get there because they're basically like, yeah, they got some order to, like, they own Lady Kong now and can take her to a facility. And, of course, the colonel or whatever is like, look, we've been we've been watching over her since last summer. And I'm like, wait, has it been over a year? Okay, okay, that, that fixes an issue that I have later in the movie. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, she notices uh, Lady Kong has been, like, is, like, crying. And she's like, mm. well, how long has she been doing that? I don't know, three or four months or something. Oh. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so they've uh, kept her in this what appears to be a missile silo for that long yeah. and it's like oh she's crying fuck her you know yeah whatever whatever <laughs> typical am i right Goose <laughs> <laughs> ladies you can't do nothing with them they just cry all the time oh 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 yeah and and then dr franklin says i know what it is it means kong's alive and i'm like okay you need to explain your steps how you came to that conclusion mm. real quick because I don't know why you got that. <laughs> and, and this is where, like, the other scientist guy is like, well, no, he can't be alive. That would require, yeah. like, a thousand pounds of food a day for the protein he would need to survive. How's mm -hmm. he going to do that? There just aren't those protein sources in the wild. Where would he find them? Smash cut to a guy in a gorilla suit, <laughs> eating, like, holding baby gators. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, fucking... baby gators are so cute. Yeah, and then shoveling them into his gullet. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he's got, like, four of them hanging from his mouth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's right about here where it's like, so how big is Kong? Yeah, is he yeah. two stories tall? Is he ten stories tall? Yeah, those fluctuate a bit. It seems to be whatever's convenient for that scene, whatever they built the miniatures to scale. 
<laughs> yeah, or that uh, that that green screen double exposure yeah. forced perspective kind of thing. At one point, he's like eating trees, or he's like pulling trees out of the ground. So that gives you some idea. But other times, it's like, is he that big? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So he's just chilling there. It is a you know spot by a cave with a stack of gator corpses in his way because yeah he's eaten enough apparently and then he uh glances up and sees the full moon and starts longing for lady kong and you know she's in her missile bunker longing for him and it's like oh they're in love i don't know whatever uh anyway mitch is back in town he was in borneo doing (laughs) something um, this is where I've written down. Wait, the, why, why does she keep calling him Mitch? His name's like Hank Mitchell. Uh, it doesn't matter. Mitch. Yeah. Mitch. Mitch Kong is alive. Mitch, do you not hear me, Mitch? And I'm like, calm down. What once per sentence? It's. <laughs> Did you notice the carpet in the airport that looked like it was just stained with thirty to forty years of cigarette smoke, and it made me nostalgic. Yeah, Bradley Some International shit. Airport, baby. Oh yeah, man. Oh, so many cigarettes smoked in that airport. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, Atlanta, that'd be Hartsfield? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Local yeah. humor. I, I, I remember the first time I was on an airplane and people were smoking and I was like, this doesn't seem right. I was <laughs> six people. Okay, that, that, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I, the first time I was on an airplane was in 1998 and there was absolutely no smoking on that airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd have been like 87. So I, I think right around the time they were starting to figure things out, <sighs> like, Huh, everybody's getting cancer, but yeah. only when they're on airplanes. My first time on a plane was in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's a good era to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you never do a, a pre-9-11 world where you no. could... Uh, you could be O.J. Simpson running through the rental car area. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Look, I remember I, I, going up to the we, cockpit. Right? We, we enjoyed a different version of the pre-9-11 era where uh, Nevada had no speed limits and oh. you could just drive to Mexico and back and nobody had any questions. Nice. <laughs> True freedom right there. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, yeah, so then we cut to nighttime and they're at the base. Um, and Mitch just like is like in the front gate, like I'm sorry, sir, you can't come in. And he's like, oh, that's okay. And then just like runs in, and it's like, yeah, he gets like tackled and like, I yeah, don't know, rifle butted. You think was gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, he's just too fast for us. Although to be fair, uh, other than those guards, the only people that seem to be working in that base are the two uh, members of the 82nd Airborne. And I know they're airborne because they're wearing red berets and they've got that AA symbol on their uh, on their arm. And I understand the confidence that one might have in a couple of guys that are a member of that regiment. But number one, they look like schlubs. And number two, uh, they're literally the only guys there because they're the only guys they have to deal with at any point. And that seems to me to be a, a problem when you've got like a, a massive monkey right there. You might want to have a few more guys. And oh yeah, maybe, the the two guys garden uh, yeah. song or whatever. It's yeah, just one of them. them. Is, uh, uh, you might recognize as uh, Mike Starr. He's um, I, I, the first thing that always comes to mind is uh, Dumb and Dumber. He's the guy with the ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a yeah. connection. Well, we're talking. <laughs> Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, no, that's it. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, um, I was going to say, yeah, while we're on the topic, and we'll get there later, but um, there's at least three different actors in this movie that have been in Star Trek, and I always check for that because that's one of my things. I love Star Trek, and there's at least, I think, two of the guys in the gang that we see later on that are fucking with Kong uh, are guys that were on Star Trek, so this is a star-studded film uh, for sure. 
Nice. Well, okay, so speaking of star-studded, all right. Kong is, like, heading towards Lady Kong, because yeah, he, like, I guess hears her through the missile silo or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. We'll go with that. Um, but he's, like, having to walk through, like, a small town to do it. And I swear to God, Bill Paxton was on the couch macking with a teenage chick. Right? Wow. Wow. Did it not look like Bill Paxton? Like 85, I, I, 86 I, Bill Paxton? Totally spaced. I might have been writing a note at that point. But I, I missed that totally. I'm, well, I don't want to have to open this movie up again, but I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, he's like, oh, come on, baby. I think we're ready. And then he sees, you know, a giant ape out the window and is like, what the fuck? Oh, that yeah, that scene. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. thought that was Bill Paxton? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it looked like a young Bill Paxton. <gasps> I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm Googling it now. Oh, I, I doubt it is, but it's his brother Rick Paxton. Yeah, oh yeah, Rick, 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 Rick had to get some work too once in a while, you know. I understand. And, yeah, and that I, was love, funny. I love, I love how like he screams and the girl screams or whatever, mm. and then the streets are instantly filled with fucking idiots like driving around, like almost running over people, and like mm-hmm. oh my god, la, la, it's, la, it's, la. it's immediate anarchy in a way that it's like. If there was nuclear war, I don't think it would go like that. Like, people would just be kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, you don't think people would be, like, loading on boats and then no. uh, hopping on motorcycles and driving yeah. between Kong's legs and shit? Another reason I thought it was Florida is seeing all these hicks, like, run out in their boats and they're just taking the fuck off and people in their pickup trucks taking off. I'm like, oh, I love all the hicks in this movie. This must be Florida. But I guess Georgia's pretty close. They're right on the same. They're right on the border. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say it's, like, Valdosta, Georgia. It's, like, down by down by the border. <laughs> and I say this having grown up in an area full of hicks, so it's it, it's it's love. It's love I'm expressing when I talk about these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't find find if it was Bill Paxton because all that comes up is Mighty Joe Young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Overrides you your eight movies. <laughs> yeah, so something like the next morning, there's like a just a fucking frenzy of drunk people with guns, like loading up in boats and shit. Just like, mm. yeah, we're going to go find us a big monkey. <laughs> I mean, based on stereotypes, that rings true to me that if uh, there was a big monkey, that there'd be a lot of people who were like, I'm going to fucking get me that monkey. I'm going to put his head on my hood. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, Mitch and the doctor, they're like flying in uh, some little biplane. I assume it's his. Why not? Uh, you know, I mean, he is Indiana Jones. And uh, they're, like, flying over the forest, and they see, like, this area where, like, all the trees are knocked down. Like, oh, that must be our guy. Let's follow it. And then they, like, land, and, like, well, I guess we have to hoof it from here. And I'm like, okay, you were in a plane. Yeah, but... probably, I guess you can't really land it or, or take off again at that point, but maybe you should land it in a better spot, guys. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I don't know. So then we cut to night again. Like, I swear this movie's over the course of, like, three weeks, how they yeah. transition right? from day to night. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're at the, the Drunk Hunters campground, and... Uh, they hear a little noise down this, this canyon, and, uh, I mean, Jason, take us away. What happens? Well, uh, somehow, you know, maybe I missed something, but somehow they've they've uh, already established that they've set up a bunch of explosives in the canyon. Yeah. And so Kong comes into the canyon, and because they've conveniently already gone to the trouble of climbing up the side of those mountains and setting those explosives <laughs> up, uh, they then just blow them up and bury Kong in a pile of gravel that they must have taken the entire top of the mountain off to bring down that much stuff because Kong's pretty big regardless of how big he is he's big yeah and also they must be really experts because it looks like when they like you know push the thing down to like blow the dynamite it looks like it's directly above them Mm. and like going to fall on them sure 
and yet but, it doesn't. Yeah, instead it all lands perfectly like five feet in front of them burying a giant ape. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we've learned that these guys, despite being hammered out of their minds, are pretty good at their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the demolitions expert of Georgia. That's for they, sure. They, yeah, they must work for a demolition company. That's the only only uh, explanation I can think of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, Barry basically Barry Kong up to his shoulders, and they then they immediately start like taking pictures and like, oh, here, monkey, why don't you have some whiskey? And it, like spits it back at him. <laughs> Which again, I, I don't know if this is the filmmakers were this smart, but I'd like to think so. Uh, the, the the fact that he was taking the pictures and there was a flash on it and Kong was reacting to it. It's like, that's calling back to, uh, you know, in the, when, you know, he's taken in the first time and everybody's taking the pictures of him and that's when he goes yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. The 1933 original. Oh yeah. oh yeah. This is, that's legit. Like what was put in there for that. Okay. All right. Good. It's I'm an Easter crazy. egg. Yeah. <laughs> For the fans, oh, and, really. And then remember when the people in the crowd in the original then got uh, sticks from their campfire yes. and just wanted to burn them for some reason? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because they were drunk. Did, did that drunk and cruel? Like, I mean, maybe maybe if I was like 10 years old and I was a psychopath, sure, I would do that. But I don't think as an adult you should be doing that, no matter how drunk you are. Yeah. Well, you think the one guy would be like, yo, 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 calm down. That, that head's going on my hood. I don't want it to be scarred up. You also... Know? And just to jump ahead a bit, just so I don't forget this, um, a little bit later when they when they find the remains of the camp, the blondie comes up, Mitch, and uh, he picks up a burnt stick and he's like, "Oh, and they had their fun." It's like, how, yeah, it's a How'd burnt you know stick. That? How do you fucking know that? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Why would you assume well, they that? had a campfire? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a half burnt stick. People like to play in the fire, like I did as a as a teenager and scouts and stuff, and you just poke at it. Like that's what you. you Why would you assume that you're a fucking you're an insane person? There's something wrong yeah. with Mitch at that oh, point. Oh shit! You, you you take the little burnt stick like that and you start like writing stuff on rock walls and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. God, this guy. This guy's a fucking nut job. Yeah. Speaking of nut job, um, obviously being burned about the face uh, really pisses Kong off. So sure. Yeah. He just busts the fuck out of that rubble pile he was yeah. in and starts killing guys and uh, rips one of the dudes in half and then yeah. grabs the other and. Ow! Eats the yeah. top half. Yeah. Just done. I think, does does he kill the fat guy? Because the fat guy, first off, he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine in a couple episodes as the Federation president. He's very tall. But he's the one guy that didn't want to torture him. He's like, if you're going to kill him, kill him. But don't fuck with him, man. Yeah, I, I think he was one that, like, initially when he jumped out, he was, like, one of the two buried in rubble, like, immediately. <laughs> I was hoping that, like, Kong would, like, spare him and, like, look down at him and give him a thumbs up and then run away. But, unfortunately, I think he got killed in the, in the melee yeah. Instead, he ate his buddy and then, like, gives a little smile and starts yeah. picking out of his teeth and shit. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. That's the thing. And, and actually, that's good because it reinforces the fact that Kong is not a moral being. Kong is an ape. He doesn't have yeah. he has only a sense of survival and he's doing what he needs to do. And as you go find some gators, finish his meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just enhances it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's, he's rampaged or whatever and he's uh, getting out of there. And then all of a sudden, now is when he starts having chest pains <laughs> and mm. i'm like oh okay now that he's okay and i'm like oh maybe it's just a little indigestion from eating hillbilly or something maybe maybe that's what was the problem was but i don't know uh what happens here oh yeah doctor um and uh mitch they catch up to him basically and she's like trying to i i, I don't know restart his artificial heart or something like get the get the timing right on it mm. i don't know what but uh, 
as she's like, you know, <laughs> opening up the briefcase to do it and all that, uh, Kong's just walking by and like, uh, Mitch has to like pull her away as Kong like steps on the, the thing. And she's like, Oh no, the kit's broken. Now we, now we won't last more than a day. <laughs> like, all right, cool. We got <laughs> this movie's wrapping up. All right. <laughs> they, got a, they got a timer anyways. They just have to wait it out. And yeah, yeah, this is where yeah they find the hunter's campground and he holds the stick like and they have their fun. Yeah, psychopath. Uh, <laughs> like and, and oh yeah, and then uh, Doctor Franklin, she's like, well now Kong is killed, and so they're gonna kill Kong. Yeah. Yeah. So the military's out for blood. I'm like, okay, cool, sure, whatever. Yeah. But uh, at this point, I have to I have to ask of the military at this point. Like they've had their encounters with Kong and they've known he's pretty tough. Um, yeah. But they don't really seem to upgrade their arsenal. Uh, they seem to continue to use the things they've been using, mini guns and small arms and such things. But you'd think going into this, you'd really like want to bring in like something heavier, like some artillery, maybe. Jason, are you suggesting nuclear retaliation against? Uh, I mean, ultimately, if necessary, sure. I mean, we can't let this guy get out of the, out of there. I mean, they got to deal with them. But I, I feel like we can work up to that just on the off chance that something else works first. Yeah, yeah, but you know, maybe we just have to have enough bullets ripping through them. You know, yeah, that's it. We've we brought more bullets this time. We're just gonna we're gonna get them. <laughs> maybe, it's maybe like we, a challenge. We do more grenades. Maybe sprinkle in some missiles. You know, yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, what happens here? Oh yeah, so yeah, the, the whole thing is like yeah, the other official stance is oh yeah, please don't kill it. Uh, but the general uh, or colonel, he's like yeah, fuck that. I didn't I didn't get that message. Kill him. Shoot on sight. Hmm. Uh, sorry, just quick quick aside about the colonel. Um, he was described uh, in the IMDb as uh, the insane colonel, and I don't think this guy's insane. I think this guy's doing his job as a as yeah. a military officer and dealing with this fifty foot monkey or whatever however big he is because changes. Um. He's just doing his job, and he's trying to protect the nation. And I think, I think was, he becomes. I, I think he becomes the insane general when it's like, hey, the president and all these people said capture him alive, and they're like, what? He goes, what channel was that? Alpha. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I ain't getting no alpha channel. We're okay. gonna go kill yeah. this monkey. He, he, he again, crosses into Ahab territory. Sure, a little bit, a little bit, but also, you know, I see his point. He is absolutely going rogue because he's disobeying orders. Uh, so I can't, I can't say that uh, he's like honorable at that point. But I think I see his point. I mean, you know, just. Kill that monkey and be done with it, and you save yourself a whole lot of trouble in the future, folks. Yeah, yeah. He's also killed a lot of military people by tossing yeah. tanks and shit around. And he, more to come. Let's be real. He does. He does not want their deaths to be in vain. At that point, he's like, we're not gonna, yeah. you know, we're, we're gonna make their deaths worth something. And if killing this monkey is the thing that makes their death worth something, then I'll have something to put in the letter when I write home to their parents. Yeah. So what you're saying is Thanos is right. Yeah. yeah I get it. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Be having a point. <laughs> The Empire made a great case for order in Star Wars. Yeah, that's I, all I'm saying. Look, <laughs> without order, you have chaos. Do you exactly. want chaos? You that's can call it rebellion. Yes, Steve, I want chaos. My brain is chaos, and I want to inflict that on the world. Well, babe, are you in luck? Because the third act of the movie is coming yes! up. Yes! Red Kong is... It's daytime now, and Kong is just trudging through a town, and uh, he stomps on uh, some guy's Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two guys' Lamborghini. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two guys got out, and they like, get stomped on. The guy's like, oh, man, my dad's going to kill me. And Izzy, what was your reaction? <laughs> oh, I said, not because of the car. My dad doesn't care about the car, but because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> if only they were that brave, Izzy. If only right. they were that brave. <laughs> These guys were a couple, though, right? I, I think you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't considered it, but 
now that you mentioned it, it's like <laughs> definitely well because they were hanging out in the they were hanging out in the Lambo. They were probably you know they were jacking each other off or something. I mean that's what you yeah, do in a Lambo. I mean, look, you got look, a Lambo. Look, you don't buy a Lambo to drive your friend around. Fuck no. You know what Fuck I mean? You don't you don't buy a Lambo to wear pastels matching no, pastels with your right. friend. No, absolutely no, no. not. No. I mean, see, what was the last time? Even tubs didn't do that shit. What was the last time you drove around in a Lambo wearing pastel, matching pastels with your friend? Okay, which part do you want me to answer first? The never driving in a Lambo or never driving matching pastels? Can you physically fit in a Lambo? Let's find out. I don't. Hit me up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Lamborghini. Let's get that sponsorship thing going. We'll get a film it. You know, that'd be some great tent. It's like we're gonna put this tall guy in a Lambo. Let's see what happens. Yeah. He has a forty inch inseam. Will that fit a Lambo? (laughs) And then you can get out and reference the Simpsons and be go. Are you laughing at the size of my automobile? Steve did that once to a guy in a, <laughs> in a parking lot who, I don't know, got mad and tailgated us and followed us into the parking lot. He got out of the Jeep and said that the guy took off. <laughs> that was at the same time in the Presidio. Yeah, he he oh. didn't think it was as funny as we did. It's wonderful. Oh, God. Oh, that's a laugh I needed this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Uh, um, Mitch and the uh, doctor, they're back in the plane and they just decide they're going to land next to the base. And, uh, and yeah, the, the whole thing is like, oh yeah, the military, like they're all pulling out, like going after Kong. Cause he's like 10 miles away. It's the middle of the day. And, uh, you know, they pull up to the base and they're like, all right, I think we can get in, but we have to wait till night. And I'm like, uh, you think that's going to be too late if they just kill Kong in the next 15 minutes? Eh, don't worry about it. Mm. <laughs> So then we cut to night, because, <laughs> you know, eight hours later, um, and Kong is, uh, 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 the the military, they're like, all right, Kong's nearby, like, it's a very, like, still quiet kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then Kong just, like, jumps out from behind some trees and starts, like, tossing dirt and rocks and shit at him, yeah. and of course, Colonel's like, open fire! <laughs> And some bitch, and the colonel like hops on a tank and starts going after him and shit. And yeah, it's it. Uh, uh, dogs and cats, <laughs> mass hysteria. Everything's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Mitch and the doctor they're like sneaking into the military base. <laughs> and oh god, okay, they get down to level five or whatever. <laughs> and uh, the two gu- uh, bumbling guards or whatever is da- are down there. And there's a knock at the door. Or they get the call. They're like, oh, yeah, there's an intruder. They're yeah. like locking and loading. <laughs> and then Linda Hamilton's like standing in the doorway. And she's like, um, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I must be lost. And they're like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like advancing on her. But then uh, Mitch like pops around the corner and like decks them. <laughs> <laughs> that, they're, that they're so starved for female attention, which understandably in the military, maybe that's a thing that uh, you could experience. But uh, that they're just immediately like all their duty goes out the window and they're just like, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> this should have been Mitch in Linda Hamilton's top, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> and then uh, Linda Hamilton just uh, punches him topless. <laughs> yeah. She's in her Terminator outfit, like, ready for war. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they they go over to Lady Kong, and, you know, she's it doesn't seem to be doing so well. And she's like, I know why. Because she's pregnant. And I'm like, what? 
Hold the fuck on. You saw yeah. her two days ago and mm. you didn't. No, no. As we established before, it was months ago. She oh, yeah. spent months in the that's, job. That's right. Daytime, wild. nighttime, daytime, nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but that was my question that was answered earlier because when he made reference to, oh, we've had her since last summer. It's like, okay, so clearly he impregnated her back then and now. Okay, it makes sense. It's I just can, a long can... gestation period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's the thing we don't know. So, but it was more than like because originally I was like, wait, was this over the course of like three days, and this just suddenly instant pregnant ape appears? Like, mm. no, <laughs> got some no. questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who else was in that jungle, lady? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so they uh, they start like raising her up in the missile silo, like trying to get her to the ground level, but the guards eventually wake up and uh, like stop it. But then Lady Kong like grabs Mitch, <laughs> and like I, I was like waiting for it to like oh, I haven't eaten in a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. game over. But uh, instead, uh, Kong just like tears through the top of the missile silo, like just rips it open, mm-hmm. and then pulls her, uh, like grabs her arm and pulls her up. And of course, she's holding Mitch. So Mitch comes up, and of course, Doctor Franklin just has to like climb up the ladder after him. <laughs> <laughs> We then cut to a random ass hoedown um, because there's like guys like having a picnic like, oh, Cletus, I ain't seen you in done near a year. How you been? Oh, it's a family reunion. You never know who's going to show up at these family reunions. Kong's approaching in the background. <laughs> yeah. Except for Kong being there. I mean, that looked like a pretty good time. They had moonshine and everything else. And oh, yeah. There was yeah, music. Square dancing. Like, yeah. like. I- Excluding that that giant ape that was about to destroy them, I think I would have wanted to be there. <laughs> oh, you mean the two giant apes? That were there? Two of them. <laughs> two of them. It was a big day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eventually, uh, Lady Kong like uh, passes out on a, on a barn and just crashes into it. Mm. And uh, you know, it's about the time uh, the tanks and the military and stuff start pulling up. And then, of course, Colonel's a fire. And uh, Kong just starts getting fucking squibbed up, like, fuck, 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 like, tearing through. Like, they, they, they must have bigger apart. artillery now. Oh, yeah, they, they, they tr- truly, this is the Sonny Corleone thing. Like, they just fucking ripped this guy apart, and he still doesn't go down because he's Kong. He's tough as shit. Oh, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> like grabbing tanks and just, like, smashing them into the ground and tossing them at helicopters and shit. And... But still, didn't bring an RPG or anything like that. Yeah, and eventually there's one guy left standing, and he's suddenly in the family the family uh, cemetery. Yeah, the the colonel or whatever <laughs> yes. gets like tossed out of a tank or whatever, and he lands in a cemetery, and I'm like, oh, oh this is gonna be great, I can tell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, what uh, what happens from there, uh, Jason? Doesn't he? Doesn't he just fucking like slam down on him and just <laughs> drive him into the ground? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the colonel basically like pulls out his little like six shooter or something. Yeah. And is like pop pop. He's going down like he's George pop, pop. Patton. Yep, and then just a fucking fist smash. <laughs> but uh, but Kong's hurt because you know he's been getting lipped up by RPGs and shit. Or right, well, I guess not RPGs, but yeah, he's been like railgunned. He's got a, t- and, a touch uh, of lead poisoning, you might say. <laughs> just just a hint. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really bad when you have an artificial heart. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, that can't help. It can't help at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he basically, like, falls down and is, like, going towards the barn. But then... He screams, oh, my heart, I'm not supposed to get shrapnel in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, Lady Kong, she's about to pass out, but then... Yeah. <gasps> it's a little baby Kong. 
And, and okay, Mitch and the doctor, they like run up in the middle of that. And I'm like, Lady Kong's going to like smash them, right? <laughs> like, like don't right. get too close, flap, you know? But uh, yeah, we see a little baby Kong who's about the size of a human, like maybe yeah. six feet tall or whatever. The guy in a gorilla suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we, the humans are all like, uh, 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 show, show Kong the baby, show Kong the baby. Uh, meanwhile, Kong's like, on death's door, like ready to roll, you know, roll credits. And, and the baby's like, nah, nah. and like, uh, I don't know, touches his finger, uh, Kong's finger or whatever. And this baby like barely sits in the palm of their hand. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jason, do you have kids? Uh, no, I don't. I have, I have a, a doggy and a kitty, but that's it. Yeah. But well, but most babies you've seen, they're bigger than the palm of your hand, right? Sure, but I mean, I don't know how how bigger how bigger monkey babies when they're born. I don't know what's what's the ratio there. Yeah, maybe Baby Kong was like three months premature or something. It's yeah. possible. Um, I mean, what I <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, Steve, like our our rat that had babies a few years ago. Oh, okay. She's like what a quarter of a pound. Sure. Her? She had twelve babies inside of her. They were mm-hmm. bigger than her hands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Good point. But I, I also I also have a couple of points. Uh, one is a sensitive subject, uh, and maybe this is a reflection on me, and I apologize. But um, I'm pretty sure we see her genitals at some point in a brief shot. <laughs> oh, I think I'm... they went to the trouble of rendering them. Yeah, they they weren't shaven, that's for sure. No, but, but there was it was like, oh, okay, that's that's definitely what that probably might look like. Yeah, that yeah. Um, that, that low horizontal angle when that yeah. yeah. Mm. And then, of course, the other thing, uh, she gives birth to this baby, and, and this baby, which has beautiful, lustrous hair, is not covered in, like, um, birthing liquid. I don't know what you would call that. Um, afterbirth. Afterbirth, that's it. He's not covered in that. She isn't. I mean, she clearly hasn't had a chance to lick him and clean him up. So, <laughs> And then, I guess, secondly, now I get it. Uh, apes tend to be more developed when they're born, but this right out of the right out of the womb, this guy feels empathy because it's like, oh, this is my dad, and then, oh, my dad's dying, and oh, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when Kong dies and the baby's like looking around, like crying and like yeah. confused and shit, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a little confused too, baby. You got a good point. That, uh, <laughs> is this, this the death of Kong? Is that what we're doing? If you okay. came in late to this movie, you'd feel like that baby. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to the jungle, and I'm like, wait, what's going on now? Um, yeah, the, basically the Lady Kong and the Baby Kong are at the that jungle preserve that they've been talking about the whole movie. And just swing, a baby swinging from tree to tree like a chimpanzee. Uh, Lady Kong is, I don't know, picking some branches or something. Mm. I don't know exactly what she's doing. But uh, then Baby Kong starts beating his chest. Oh! And uh, gives a little smile and a swing and roll credits. Yeah. Just, just to yeah. go back for one sec, I need to mention this. Just to go back to the scene where, where they're all there. So there's a moment where we have like a, where, you know, the baby's there, Kong is dying, and then we kind of have a moment between the mom and the baby. But there's what is clearly an inserted shot of uh, of our two leads standing in front of what I have to assume is like a rear projection screen. And I'm wondering if like the original cut of this was just with the monkeys and some executive was like, no, you got to show the people to be there too. You can't just have these monkeys yeah. having a moment. Yeah, you, you got to show they got together too gotta give these people the money because this is i think the last time we see them is literally in this scene and it's like wait what (laughs) what happens to these people doesn't matter yeah we got to see the monkeys 
Yeah, see, you see the monkeys. They're 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 preserved. Just the two of them. I assume Lady Kong is just waiting for her son to reach maturity so they can continue the species. Roll credits, guys. Don't Ooh. think about it too hard. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting King for the after credit scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, King Kong lives until he doesn't. That's the yeah. title of this movie. <laughs> uh, Jason, would you recommend it? The, the movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, depends on how high you are, uh, I would say. Uh, because if you're too high, you're not going to be able to handle it. And if you're not high enough, it's not worth watching. But if you're at that exact right level of high, you might find this entertaining. But if you have two hours to kill, I might suggest perhaps something better, I would say. So I, uh, a week, uh, not recommend. Is there another eight movie two hours long that you would recommend? Oh, uh, this two hours long? Uh, well, I guess the only one I can really point to is uh, King Kong 1933, because while King Kong 2005 is good, it's like three hours long. Yeah, yeah. Or, or perhaps Greystroke. Uh, that's an eight movie, right? Or Congo, oh, yeah, I guess. Greystoke. Tarzan, I haven't seen Congo, or I haven't seen a lot of eight movies. I did see Dunstan Checks In, so maybe Dunstan Checks In. If you want to watch an eight movie, check that out. It's not a bad choice. Uh, sure. Babe, how about you? Would you recommend King Kong Lives? Oh, absolutely. This movie's fun. <laughs> It's crazy. There's a lot of silliness. Oh, no, no. I I really like it. Uh, uh, I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It sounded like you said, I don't like it. And I was like, hold on. This wasn't the vibe I got. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This movie is just fun. It feels super 80s. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it is. Absolutely. You can't, you can't fault the aesthetic and it takes you to a time and a place for sure. Yeah, it, it has the feel of like uh, like an Attack of the Killer Tomatoes kind of special effects and shit, and yeah. I kind of like it. And, you know, it's an eight movie. I'm, I'm down for it. Linda Hamilton's in it. You know, I don't get to see her boobs, but I get to see her back. I don't know. Good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this, this should probably be like third down your list, because if you haven't seen King Kong 1933, that should probably be the place you start. And then... Maybe watch King Kong 2005 because it's, it's kind of cool. And then I guess you could watch King Kong 76 if you want to get ready for this one. Uh, oh, so I guess it's number four. It has to be number four. I would recommend list. Kong Skull Island. Ooh. Very, that... very similar feel to this movie, just obviously on a bigger budget and better cast and everything. But Is, is that the more it... recent one? Yeah, uh, 2016, I want to say it came out. Oh, have, oh. have you not seen it? No, Godzilla was not in that one. No, yeah, it's just Kong. Just Kong just Skull Kong. Island. No, I, I have not um, seen it. Yeah, John C. Riley's in it. Samuel L. Jackson. Like, like great cast and everything. Oh, that is and a good it's cast. uh it's 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 uh it's set during the Vietnam War too. Yeah, it, it, check it out. John Goodman. Be, be a bit yeah. of a palate cleanser. That sounds fun. John Goodman. I love John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah, so you see the military going up against a Kong, but yeah, more uh more realistic, you know. Does, does he get riddled with bullets like this one in quite as gory a fashion? I don't want to spoil it. Okay, I, I, right. Well, I will spoil it. He survives in the end to be well, in I mean, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Of Kong-Kong, course. Obviously, of course. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a weird baby thing at the end, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll take a quick commercial break. <gasps> oh man, when we come back though, <laughs> we have more beer, <gasps> fun facts, what? and what we learned from King Kong Lives <gasps> or King Kong Lives. King Kong Lives. <laughs> hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Oh, it's a hot. 
Are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons? Magnets? Stickers? Bottle openers? Artist trading cards? Or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at Untidy Venus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. There's so many podcasts out there. How do I find the one for me? For so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where's my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my Monkey Tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Stephen Izzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest living actor? Nicolas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies? Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, free on all the major podcatchers. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that have ratted in the history of adding. Mm-hmm. Oh, she said it. I get better every week. Yeah. Oh, babe, I don't know, my, <clears throat> my throat's a little dry. You oh. Is someone over there to help out? Well, we have from Melvin Brewing, Star Valley IPA, Shine Bright. In 2015, <laughs> a, 
Team Melvin packed our bags and followed the river south from Jackson to Star Valley. We built our brewery. We built our brewery mothership and started churning out exponentially more madness. Whenever possible, we enjoy the, what the valley offers us. Surfing Wyoming's west coast in the summer, snowmobiling in the backcountry, and sometimes to work in the winter. Gazing up at the universe in our evening year our evening year round in can in hand. Star powered India Pale Ale. Jesus. Okie dokie. And you don't have to also put it in French on the label. You sure can cram a lot of bullshit on there. Right? <laughs> Indeed. See, because I'm 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 still drinking Alpine, and my can says, "Get outside and reconnect with a beer that's as real as it gets." And then below it, it says, "La vraie bière de passion de plein air," which I think means the real beer of fresh air. The passion of fresh air. The real beer of the passion of fresh air. That's the actually pretty, gonna fuck the air. That's right. The old Alpine fucks the air every day, baby. Boom. I'm gonna pop my top. Up. Nice. Nice high altitude pop there. Mm. The floor. This is a beautiful straw colored beer. Has a foamy white head. Strong hop aroma. Ooh. Yeah, it comes in with a lot of pine. Little uh like earthy notes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. This this smells like an IPA. Yeah. Yeah, nice solid. What's, uh, the, uh, what's the alcohol percentage on that? Uh, this one's only uh, 5%, I think. Yeah, 5.0%. So. Is that alcohol by volume or is that alcohol by weight? Uh, by, by volume. Okay, okay. So that's about what I'm drinking. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's not like too harsh, like too bitter or whatever. Like you could definitely mm-hmm. like drink this all day. If you wanted. Yeah, it's definitely on the hoppier end, but it's not like so aggressively hoppy. It takes the enamel off your teeth. Oh, nice. It has uh, just enough like malty background to balance it out. Yeah, if you get a chance to try some Melvin Brewing beers, um, they're delightful, and their can art's always fun. They do fun can art. Yeah. Melvin Brewing, I'll have to I'll have to make a request to the New Brunswick Liquor Commission and see what they can do. Yeah, get some uh, beer <laughs> from Alpine, Wyoming. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so uh, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Please, please, God, give me fun facts, please. Steve, are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. I like to think so. All right, guys. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. What do you think the critics thought of King Kong Lives? Uh, Jason, as our guest, would you like to go first? Well, uh, I, I feel like I may have a slight... I feel like I saw this, so I'm not Ooh. sure if this is the number or not, but in my mind, I'm saying 8%. Critics. Okay. Izzy? Um, I'm going to say 33%. Izzy, it's been a while since we had one of these movies. This is a 0% with the critics what? on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Fuck those critics. But what about the audience, <laughs> the important people? Mm. Mm. I would say, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give it to Richard Petty. I'm going to say 43%. Nice. Izzy? Uh, I'm going to go with my 33 Seventeen percent with the audience. Really? People do not like this movie, wow. apparently. Why don't people no. like this? Oh, you know what it is? It's because the original King Kong's like sacred for a lot of people. True, true. Is it and though? It is why, for that's a lot why of they people. keep remaking it every but generation. But also, <laughs> but also, wouldn't wouldn't that wouldn't that have uh, when they've already gotten their rage out on that on the '76 uh, version? Like, because it already was, I guess, trampling on the legacy. The, this has the audacity to be a sequel to a remake. Mm. That's true. That's true. Okay. 
This is the uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... I mean, like, look at the... Look at Godzilla's. No, thanks. Uh, so... <laughs> All right, so then a $10 million budget, worldwide gross, $4.7 million. Uh, floppity mm. flop, flop, flop. Oh, made more money than Link, though. That's, yeah. Oh, God, that's true. Oh, Have you seen Link, Jason? No. No, is that oh. the, another 80s classic? It, same year, actually, 1986. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, Terrence Stamp, and a, a, an orangutan posing as a chimpanzee butler. I guess they died in orangutan, glued some ears on it, and it basically fights Elizabeth Shue. Well, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. I guess my next question would be: Was this like the year of the, the ape? Was there other movies that year? Like, was there was there a Tarzan that year, perhaps? Or I'm, I'm sure there probably was. The '86. I see. Greystoke was '83. Uh, oh, I think Missing Link. Oh, that was '88. 1986 ape. Movies. <laughs> Gorillas in the Mist? Huh? Uh, let's see. King Kong Lives. Okay. Link. Uh-huh. Max Mon Amour. Looks like a French movie. Oh, okay. French, With French Charlotte movies. Rampling. <laughs> and In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Oh, okay. shit. I've heard about that one. Yeah. That's one. That, like, if you liked Congo, you'll also like. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm in. All right, yeah, Max Montemore, uh, Max Mylev, a British diplomat, Anthony Higgins, in Paris, learns his chic wife, Charlotte Rampling, is monkeying around with a chimpanzee. <laughs> Wait, ew. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's not as whimsical as you're thinking, babe, if it's a French mm. Mm. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's selling that movie in the wrong way. <laughs> uh, versus uh, in the shadow of Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, that's... the government and a mine owner, uh, J- John Rhys Davies, ignores the Rangers. Timothy Bottoms warning about ninety thousand starving baboons in Kenya. Yep, baboons. Is... Wait, is is Timothy Bottoms the redheaded guy from Thirty Something? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Let me pull up the cast. It's like having an AI. This is wonderful. I don't have to look it up myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Timothy Bottoms is American actor and film producer. He is known for playing the lead in Johnny Got, Johnny Get his, Got his Gun, oh. uh, Sonny Crawford in The Last Picture Show. Huh. Yeah. So it's not the guy. Hmm. wonder who I'm thinking of. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Peter Weller was offered a part, I'm guessing, uh, uh, Mitch or whatever. Uh, but opted to play the title role in RoboCop instead. Excellent choice, it. Peter oh, Weller. <laughs> Peter Weller, you made such a good choice that day. Oh, oh Peter Weller. Oh, you got blown apart on screen, and then it got to be fucking RoboCop. That's oh, shit. He got King Kong lived <laughs> in RoboCop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <gasps> wow. Because yeah, I, I literally thought of RoboCop when I saw Kong getting riddled with bullets like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, wait, is this a Verhoeven movie? What the fuck? Guys, these movies are the same movie. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. That is a seminal moment in my life. I was five years old. I went to a birthday party, and we watched RoboCop. And I very clearly remember watching Alex Murphy getting torn the shit apart by Kurtwood Smith and his gang. And it stuck with me for a long time. And I think the thing that freaked me out the most about it was the fact that it didn't bother me when I was a kid. I was like, that's cool. Oh, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think I was like, yeah, six or seven when my yeah. dad brought that home for the first time. And it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, like like, but, like, like, like the more disgusting one was the uh, yeah. the dude in the toxic waste or whatever getting hit by the car. Yeah, 
but then, but then it all it all clicked later in life when I went to see Dread like uh, in like 2012 with my uh, roommate at the time, and we sat down in the theater and I saw a dad in front of me with a 10 year old boy in the theater with him and I looked at him and I judged him. I judged him so hard. I was like, you brought your fucking son to Dread. You're an asshole. And then, so we watched the movie. The movie was fantastic because I love Dread. And the lights go up at the end of the movie. And I look over at the dad and the kid. And the kid looks up at his dad and he says, that was awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I was wrong. That was awesome. The dad's the best. I'm sorry for judging you. I'm sorry for judging you. That kid is going to have a good life. Good job. Nice. Heartwarming Uh, story. See, for the longest time, I had Kindergarten Cop and (laughs) RoboCop sort of intertwined because my friend had them both on a recorded off TV on one tape that was just labeled cop movies. Oh, I see. So I was like, yeah, you remember when Dolph Lundgren got killed by Red from that 70s show and then he came back as a weird robot guy to save kids, I think? You know, you know it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, there we go. Maybe yeah. that's what was on it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because that was such a thing about like, uh, you know, as a person who's almost 40 now, like growing up and with videotapes and stuff and taping shit off TV, like there was the real the risk that you wouldn't see the beginning of a movie. We made the reference to back to the future earlier with the, with the Marty, you know, when he blows himself back with the speaker. But the thing was for the longest time as a kid, I never saw that scene because I'd recorded it off TV and literally the place it started was when he grabs onto the back of the Jeep on his, uh, on a skateboard. <laughs> it's funny how, how shit like that happens. And it, it was actually funny too, because a friend of mine, um, his parents owned a, a local, it was out in the middle of the country, but it was like a video store. And so what they would do is, like anybody who'd own a video store, they had two VCRs and they would make copies of the tapes for themselves. And his mom uh, took Jaws 1, 2, and 3 and put them all on the same tape, but she did it in such a way that she removed the credits from the movie. <laughs> so Justin, growing up, my, my friend, he would wa- start watching Jaws one time and it's just like it just kept going and going and going. And he said like about like three and a half hours and he's like, this is the longest fucking shark movie that's ever been made. <laughs> <laughs> How is this a classic? <laughs> How is this a classic? It just keeps going. It's like gone with the uh, See, these are all those things that like kids today are missing out yeah, on. Like, well, uh, that's the like, thing. And uh, they, they, get, they get, no, they got it good because they get everything from the start because there's a lot of people on the internet that are very fastidious about encoding videos properly. Yeah. Well, so like we were talking about on another podcast recently, um, I had ghostbusters 2 as a kid but i didn't have ghostbusters so i only watch it on tv yeah um and i knew i loved it like i'd seen it a bunch of times but like on the pay-per-view uh the description on it was three scientists battle ghosts or something and Mm. i always thought oh this must be another movie called ghostbusters that's a knockoff because there's four scientists yeah i know because i was unaware of the concept of being ernie hudson so like i have this very vivid memory of because there were just like there are plenty of movies where there's two movies that have nothing to do with each other and have the same name or have almost the same name and are like are knockoffs of each yeah. other. Well, and I, I'll tell you, I um like growing up, I, I was really into like as a child, I remember specifically being really into the real Ghostbusters. So for me, Winston was an integral part of the team. And, and in the right. years that I've gone back to every time I've gone back to Ghostbusters, the odd time I'll watch it. And it, it's always shocking to me that Winston doesn't come into the picture until 45 fucking minutes into the movie. Right. Like, he's just one of the guys. He's, like... he's one of the guys. And he gets he gets such a shaft in that movie compared to everybody else. And I, I feel terrible. I'm glad that he's like a guy that's the, the, at least they're 
throwing him bones and giving him work in the new movies, but regardless of whether they're good or not, like, I'm glad he's getting it, but like, yeah, guys, fuck, you fucking white supremacist, you with your white guys in the lead, not giving the black dude <laughs> oh, a chance. Ernie Hudson's done all right for himself. I oh, mean, yeah. he, he's been, like, he's the word, not Oz. Yeah, he's going to be in the new uh, oh, right. series, apparently. I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot about him being on Oz. That's I amazing. mean, he's the great white hunter who happens to be black in Congo. Yeah. <laughs> He's Gus's dad and Psych. He is Gus's dad and Psych. <laughs> you guys, keep, you keep, I've never seen Congo. You guys keep talking about Congo, and the only thing I know about Congo is that Bruce Campbell's in there somewhere. Oh wow! If you're watching it for Bruce Campbell, spoiler alert: he's in it for about a minute and a half. Yeah, I, I figured that's usually his his ratio with the uh, mainstream movies. But Ernie Hudson saves that movie with his amazing performance. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. Yeah, so check it out tonight. That's what or maybe do. tomorrow. I'm staying up all night tonight. I got to watch some Star Trek. It's but... like 3 a.m. there. Your time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are fun facts? Uh, Linda Hamilton accepted the role in the film because she saw how the uh, previous film had skyrocketed the career of Jessica Lange. Uh, during filming, she had no idea what the end product would look like as she was acting against blue screens and giant ape hands. Uh, so she was absolutely horrified when she saw the final product, which was universally blasted by reviewers and audiences alike, see zero percent with critics, seventeen with audience. Uh, oh, uh, I need I need to ask. Forgive me, and and maybe this is just because I'm a little high right now. But um, Jessica Lang was she Murder She Wrote? No, no that was uh, that's Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Oh. Jessica Lang is uh, she was in Tootsie like is, after. Uh, is her she, character in Murder She Wrote named Jessica? Yes, yes, yeah, Je- Jessica Fletcher. That, yeah, that, Jessica yeah. Fletcher. Oh, okay, that's my confusion. Yeah, uh, Jessica Lang is, oh, uh, the first, well, I guess kind of all the seasons, but specifically, uh, like, American Horror Story, she's oh. the older blonde woman. Okay, all right, so she's still around and acting, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, she's fantastic. She usually plays an old bitchy woman. Oh, good, and King <laughs> Kong got her there, I'm glad. That's character, she's very... No, no, no. Uh, director John Giramin... Uh, was grief-stricken during production due to the death of his son, Michael, during the making of his previous film, oh, Sheena. Fucking uh, pussy. Right? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Jesus, suck it up, man. So here's what happened. He would frequently disappear halfway through a day's filming to go sailing instead. Oh. And after one argument with the production staff, he disappeared for days. So I, filming I, I, was eventually completed by Charles McCracken, who okay. was an uncredited 21-year-old documentary filmmaker. And that's why this was the only thing he's ever done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said sailing because I was afraid you, he was going to be disappearing and drinking and then it would have been an extra tragic story. But I'm glad oh. he did the rich guy thing and went out and sailed. He was doing both. <laughs> oh, oh, let's be real. Shit. Yeah. God damn he's, it. He's, he's got like Toto playing like da 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 uh, in his book, The the War of Art, Breaking Through the Blocks and Winning Your Own Creative Battles, wow. uh, writer Stephen, yeah, quite a title, uh, writer Stephen Pressfield mentioned this movie as a life-changing, validating failure. It was his first professional writing job after 17 years of trying, and mm. after the movie bombed, he realized he'd become professional. He yeah. hadn't yet had success, but he had had a, quote, real failure. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. And I mean, that's... Uh... Uh, probably a wonderful learning experience for a young writer to have a big failure right out of the gate just to kind of prepare them for what they might deal with in the future. Yeah, because then he went on to co-write like uh, Above the Law, Free Jack, and uh, the novel Legend of <laughs> Becker Vance. He had a fucking, he, he had a career worth noting. Yeah. And uh, last fun fact, according to creating the, uh, according to 
creating the filmation generation, Dino De Laurentiis approached Lou Scheimer of Filmation to develop an animated spin-off starring mm. the son of Kong. Hmm. Robert Lamb came up with some pretty wild ideas involving Kid Kong being able to change his size at will, kind of like in this movie, uh, and travel <laughs> to various different planets, as well as go underwater in a submarine made out of giant coconuts and bamboo called the Coco Nautilus. Okay, so that's just uh, that's just total ploy to sell toys, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact, Kid Kong never got off the ground. <laughs> Wasn't there some sort of King Kong? I'm pretty sure there was some sort of King Kong like kids TV show at some point. There was uh, Donkey Kong all over the place. There was, oh, yeah, like, for sure. I mean, Donkey Kongs. That's true. I mean, well, actually, yeah, in the mid-90s, there was that CG Donkey Kong show, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Donkey bad Kong 90s. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. But, Did you guys ever watch, a, uh, I think it was in the States, it was called Beast Wars, but here in Canada, because we had oh. uh, uh, rules, it was called Beasties. Yeah, Transformers, Beast Wars. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know that's the next Transformers movie coming out like next year, right? Are they, are they seriously making a Beast Wars uh-huh. movie? That's yep. fucking cool. You know what? I, I don't give a shit about the Transformers movie. I have not seen one since the first movie, which, you know, to be fair, visually impressed yeah, me. Call. But, uh, but like that, I might, that might actually get me to the theater because I would be interested to see that done with like competent CG. Mm, you may want to wait. <laughs> so you're saying I should steal it off the internet. I will do that. As, as someone who's seen. I think all but one of the Transformers movies, and mm. not of his own volition, just you was know, that Bumblebee? having a bad movie podcast, it kind of pops up. Uh, yeah, my 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 expectations are low, low, yeah. low. The, the the first Transformers movie just showed me that if somebody had the will and the money, that a BattleTech movie would be fucking awesome because you could make some fucking badass stompy mech fucking walking around. But you guys are familiar with the BattleTech series? It's a it's a nerd thing. No. Oh, it's a, there was a video game in the 90s and later on called Mech Warrior. But basically, they're just big walking, stompy robots, and there's a ridiculously detailed uh, backstory to this universe. And uh, it'd be a great movie. And that Transformers movie to be proved, but obviously nobody gives a shit, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, Izzy, Steve, we've come to the most important part. <gasps> yes. What did we learn from King Kong Lives? Uh, Jason, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, number one, I learned that, you know what? We're all primates. So <laughs> that means that anytime there's the opportunity, we should just have sex with each other. No matter the situation, no matter where you are, the time of day, the, the social implications, doesn't matter. Just have sex with people. Uh, number two, uh, do not in any way give any consideration to 50 foot apes you get the heaviest armaments you can possibly procure procure and uh kill those things immediately because they're going to be nothing but an issue and unless they can communicate with you just uh uh, in a way that we could just make the un deal with it uh then i would say just kill them just kill them just kill the apes i guess that's number two number rule point number two kill all the apes because kill them all let god sort them out that's right I don't want them to threaten our society because I feel like, you know, the Neanderthals. What are they going to about... do? Make gas prices go up? Exactly. And I feel like <laughs> when we talk about the Neanderthals, like there was a bunch of different species of, of uh, human uh, variants, right? And I feel like we just killed them all. So I think that's what works for us. And I hate to say that, but with the apes, Ooh. just kill them all because they're going to come for us. Actually, with all this DNA testing, fun fact, they, fa- they found uh, – 
we actually just bred with them. Oh, yeah. oh, that that makes me happy to hear. I mean, so we are glad. all primates. <laughs> yeah, we are all primates. Just, uh, yeah, and that's that seems to be what sort of makes different races and like some of our skeletal features oh, like like be, be careful like, be careful izzy you're going down what? a bad a bad route no no, yeah. no, no. You, yeah yeah you guys... just, just agree with jason uh, rock <laughs> yeah no, no 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 but like like so there are different <laughs> skeletal structures if you your genetics come from different yeah. continents that's how they can do like when they find like a body they can say like oh this was an african-american female or something we know that hmm and it appears that there are there were many different hominids running around, and that's oh, sorry, part of hominids. Part of part of the variation of evolution. And basically. that's yeah, that's part of what like me you know different different groups were in different areas and interbred differently, and that's part of why we have the variation. But we reaffirm that genetically we are all identical. Yeah. Look, this is coming from somebody who got her test back, and I have a higher than than average uh, level of Neanderthal in me. So. Oh, well, oh, very nice. Yes, hello, hello. Hey, how you doing, Izzy? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you got a lot of you, you, uh, Steve. You must have a lot of Scandinavian in you with that kind of Viking height. I mean, pretty much <laughs> Eastern Europe and Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Eastern Europe has like Charlemagne shit. Oh, maybe you're related to Charlemagne. Maybe. He was very tall. <laughs> I don't know who that girl is, but I'll uh, she's not tall of a stripper. <laughs> yes. This guy. Uh, maybe did you learn anything besides uh, your master's in phrenology? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, guys, this is uh, this is just based on what I found re- recently. Uh, I But what I discovered from this movie, you can't beat a net. They should have just gotten more nets. That's right. Damn it, that was going to be mine. The ultimate net. <laughs> For like the eighth, eighth movie in a row. <laughs> Guys, I've yet to see anyone like not get captured by a net. Sometimes they can get out of a net eventually, but they're always captured by the net. Yeah. And you, you think of all the money they spent on the gas and the small arms and the, the, the Gatling money. guns and the APCs. Just by nets. Also, like you're saying, like kill the apes. Look, these like 20 to 40 to possibly 80 foot apes, it's unclear. <laughs> yeah. um, they didn't ask to be brought here. Fair. We removed wildlife from its native habitat. We re released it into the middle of Georgia. It's not their fault they're wreaking havoc. I mean, that's they true. weren't supposed to be there anyway. The Ge- Georgia was not designed for unknown giant sized giant apes. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I, I'm just saying it's inconvenient not to kill them, is what I'm saying. That's really what it is. is I'm very lazy. We should have just left them on their their island. We should have left them on Kong Island. Can we take them back? Well, you know what Georgia is is ready for? (laughs) Parades where little little black children walk around with Confederate flags. and uh, Yeah, a lot of posters with (laughs) a lot of uh, uh, alliteration, starting with Mm. K. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Cute, cuddly, kissable Kong. Guys, don't oh. don't worry. Just check out my Twitter. You'll see what we mean. It's just um, so no. weird. <laughs> well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, Guys, I, it's always I, a pleasure. I love coming on. It's it's always a lot of fun. Excellent. I understand you also have a podcast. I do. Uh, we I, I am a co-host on the long-running uh, podcast for Screening Country. Uh, originally, we were watching British films, and we're going to eventually get to watching British films again. But folks, now's the time to jump in because if you want to experience something really fantastic, we are doing a current series called Our Screen and Our Country A. And we are watching the top 10, and in brackets, Canadian, uh, 11, because we're Canadian. Our top 10 list has... 11 entries on it um 
the top uh, 10 Canadian films of all time. And it's been quite a ride. And we've seen some really good movies and learned that even as Canadians, we don't know anything about our own film industry and don't see any of the movies. And it's been a great time. So you guys got to jump in, check out. We'll have some fun. We do some bits. We uh, we talk about movies. It's exactly the sort of thing that your audience would be interested in. So uh, check us out at, at FSAC Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're for Screening Country on Facebook. We're, get us on all the podcatchers. Stop by. Brendan and I will be happy to have your attention. So, again, thank you guys for having me on the podcast today. Oh, absolutely. And we're trying to hop on your podcast so we can talk about the classic movies like Men with Brooms. Absolutely. Strange Brew. Oh, yeah. Canadian all the Canadian Bacon. classics. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, when is this episode due out? Uh, this will be mid-April. Mid-April. So I, I don't know. I, I think we'll be there at this point. But uh, at this point, we are next week. And this is a preview. If it comes out early, I don't give a fuck. Brendan can come for me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> are, do it, Brendan. I dare you. We have finished the top 10 Canadian list. And we are going to do a couple of what we call Canuck Pucks. Uh, it's similar to our Brit picks. But we're going to watch a couple Canadian movies. And next week is Brendan's pick. And, folks, just for you here on everyone uh, <laughs> everyone that learns about movies, uh, every, everything. <laughs> Everything I learned about the movies, everything I learned from movies, everything just I for your listeners, going to movies. everything, everything movies ever taught me. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about uh, Porky's, which is a Ooh. classic Canadian sex comedy that I feel will be incredibly offensive when we watch it. So I can't wait. And we're going to talk about that. So uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. That's right. Uh, Babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. I am on Etsy at Untidy Venus, where you can find all of my amazing art. I've got movie monsters who love kittens. I have my Snackasaur enamel pins. All kinds of fun stuff at UntidyVenus.etsy.com. And I've got a Patreon, guys. I got a Patreon. Come join my Sticker of the Month Club. For four bucks a month, you get a sticker every month. They're uh, waterproof, UV resistant. They're all my original designs. Plus, you know, whatever I'm throwing up on the Patreon. There's pictures of the pets. There's a couple how-to-do art videos. It's fun stuff. Yeah. And, of course, you can find us on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Uh, we're doing uh, Captain Power watch parties every other Saturday where we watch the incredible Canadian live-action post-apocalyptic children's show, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Wow. Guys, it's amazing. Um, yes, another Canadian production. That's right. Love it. Oh, Love it. Oh, I will gladly come on uh, our screen, Our Country A, and talk about that series for a while. I'll, I'll um, talk to Brendan. That sounds fun. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything I, I learned from movies. movies. Uh, but yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. Oh, and I'm Jason for, for Screen and Country. And this is Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>